ladies and gentlemen welcome to spawncast episode three five six had a bunch of stuff actually happened this past week so got a lot to talk about i think sean is watching the next game so we'll see if he randomly pops in uh, but but we do have some some good people here with us tonight we got mvg modern hello keep great the to be here live over there love the wii u great system Keeping it alive, keeping it alive. Well, you, you got it all modded up and stuff. That, it looked pretty looked pretty good in that video you made for, for all the yeah. stuff you can do with it. So It's a good system, man. Plays yeah. everything Nintendo before it. Not many Nintendo systems can say the same thing. Yeah, you can play GameCube on it, right? Yep. There you go. You can oh, play you DS, GameCube. That, that's actually N64. what I would use it for, is DS. That, that, that's yep. actually a pretty good idea because you have, the, obviously, the two screens. So that's probably what I'd, I'd use it for. So, uh, then we have Josie. Josie's with us. Yep, happy to be back. Trying to get Boomer versus Zoomer out there. It's it the whole way. been the worst to try to figure this out, but it's coming this week. Okay. No, okay. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, backdoor edit you or whatever the hell you want to call it, but I mean, sometimes just the concept is enough. You don't have to over edit. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, it's. At this point, it's not even the editing, though. It's like it got the files got all corrupted, so I had to like re edit everything. Oh. So it just like it, was okay. it, it wasn't like I was even trying to do something super fancy with it. But now that I have more time, maybe I should. OJ, you want a voiceover? Um, sure, send me the script. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll can, I yeah. Do it for you. Yeah, all right. Okay, nice. nice. We, have, we have OJ. OJ's with us holding up the pre show. Yeah, I'm a voiceover artist. Um, yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, and I was ranting on anime games, Bandai Namco. I don't know if that's one of the... Is that one of the topics today? No. Why, why, okay, what good. Bandai Namco and anime games? Yeah, they, well, they, they canceled five games, at least. Bandai mm -hmm. Namco, so they have the focus on quality. So I think I know what games those are that they canceled. So... Uh, so yeah, if you guys want to hear me rant about those it, terrible arena fighters. Yeah, those terrible arena fighters. <laughs> Definitely those. Ter like, there's no my like. Where's the My Hero game? There was two of them, and then they just disappeared. My Hero's as popular as ever, and there's just no more My Hero games. I wonder what happened there. Uh, well, there's My Hero Ultra Rumble, but they just tried to milk us with a Fortnite clone. Uh, so anyway, yeah, if you want to hear about me rant about anime games and what happened to Bandai Namco, check out the channel. But yeah, I'm here. Yeah, that'll work. And then we have Evan. Yep. Evan's here. Good stuff. Of course, you can check us out over on the Spawncast Network as well. You can support there. We have some of our executive producers. We got Achievement, John O, Joshua Butts, Mr. Joby, William Hogue, and then Trent A over there as the producer. And then, of course, we have our sponsor who's been with us for several months now, The Game Orb. Check them out down below in the description, link to their YouTube channel and Twitch. Play all kinds of different games, then explore different conventions. And there are quite a few actually coming up. So I'm looking forward to that. That is The Game Orb down below in the description josie what what do you guys do over on game and talk recently we broke down the direct and um we argued about how noble it was that awada took a pay cut or no that was nate's idea so that that last half went kind of crazy but it's really good you guys should check okay. out game and talk yeah, yeah check out check out game and talk over there check them out check them out i'll link us in chat actually oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah do that do that that'll work that'll work all right, you want to talk about? I do want to get into the. I do want to get into some of the games that came out this week. OJ, you played Splatoon Three Side Order. Well, I've been playing a ton of Splatoon Three Side Order. Okay, yeah. what is it? Good? What is it? We do. It's with here. Hades and Splatoon. It's oh, okay. uh, sounds yeah, good. yeah. It's it's a uh, Hades and Splatoon. It's a rogue game made in the Splatoon world. 
but uh what surprised me is like the story the amount of backstory that it has like if you like marina and pearl and all of those characters like there's a ton of backstory and um details that they go throughout like whenever you're in the elevator with them and like stuff that you unlock um it has like a lot of cool like replay value tons of different palettes that you can use for different weapons you can unlock keys to get like certain loadouts that are based off of characters or what they would use so it's pretty cool um a lot of different unlockables as you go through each floor um you can pick different upgrades that you get um and like you put it into like your little color palette or like your chip palette um and it gives you all sorts of benefits plus after you're done like let's say you lose there's 30 floors you lose uh you actually get like these uh little i guess pearls or whatever they are and then you can use those to unlock permanent rewards so like uh, more lives or you can use it to unlock like weakened state enemies or better armor or m more damage that are just permanent buffs for you because each time that you play your your upgrades reset um so yeah you, but you can use it to unlock permanent upgrades uh so it's pretty cool i like i like it quite a bit i, I knew it was gonna be pretty good because like I, I got to go play it early um but now that the full game is out yeah it's a ton of fun if you like rogue games and oh, you single like player the whole thing yeah single player okay okay yeah yeah, good. yeah single, completely completely single player the whole thing uh but yeah it looks good runs good played it played, played a lot portable um it's a lot of fun is the story like a direct uh from splatoon 3's base story yeah essentially yeah. remember okay. like when there was that um that whole decision between like order and chaos Mm -hmm. that they had um with, Spl with splatoon like the whole um you can choose or whatever order and it, it plays off of that essentially okay. um marina she created a whole universe and then like order over like hijacked everything so there's a lot of backstory with that um you know and uh, how that is but yeah it it ties right into the themes of splatoon 2 and splatoon 3 in terms of certain story elements that's so cool. Yeah I, yeah, I haven't gotten the chance to play it yet, actually, but I'm very I was looking forward to it for a long time. So I'm ready to jump in. Mm -hmm. We also had Pacific Drive come out. I don't I don't know if anyone got got a chance to check that out. Actually, kind of uh, want to check it out at some point. Nope. So I did I did pick it up uh, and I remember I was talking to Sean about this, too. I was going to ask if he had played it. I don't, I don't think he got a chance to. He seemed kind of interested in it. And you said you're interested in Evan. Yeah. Okay, it is a it is definitely the reason it caught my attention is a very unique looking game because you're tied basically to a car. It's kind of like a station wagon, almost like an old time station wagon, um, but it's technically a roguelike exploration survival kind of horror game. It's it's hard to really describe, but the idea is you drive around in this car and that's like your main base of operation, your main character kind of that you upgrade over time. And as you go through, you're uncovering really a mystery that's taken place up in this is uh, up northwest where an area was walled off by the government over time, over a course of like 30 years or something. And you're now in there exploring and it's like supernatural and stuff, but it, it's all done in first person. So it's you're driving around in the car in like the 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 driver's seat and you have to do things like put it into park. You have to turn it, the key on and all like it's a survival game, Evan, in the sense that there's a lot of steps to do anything. No. Yeah. There, there was this kind of meme game going around with uh, streamers. That was just, you had a car, you had to kind of drive through this massive area and there were like rabbits that would attack you occasionally. And you would raid like buildings for parts for your car to keep going. And that was mm. really simple, but it was like really awkward and weird to watch. And this seems like a million miles ahead of that in concept and just with adding way more to it. So that's kind of why I was interested in it because it's this new idea of roguelite 
but like mm -hmm. with a different focus. So that's why I, I kind of wanted to grab that at some point here. I'll take a look at it. Yeah, so I played enough through the first couple of like they have a couple of missions that they have set up for you. But the whole time, like when you go into the the main garage, my thought is they're gonna give you a menu that you go through and you upgrade your car. They actually make you go around and pull the tires off oh, yeah. one by one. And, you have to put, put them the on one physically. On yeah, and, the same yeah, thing. I'm like, ah, uh, this is. I don't know. This is a little too in depth or tedious for for my liking. But when you're actually out on the road driving, it's uh, it looks really cool in motion. Like visually speaking, it's 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 pretty good. Um, but it it definitely plays into the idea of it being incredibly mysterious, and you have no idea what's going on. So it's it's a game I I will probably play from time to time. But I was hoping that the I guess the upgrade and upgrade system and other parts of it wouldn't be as I don't say tedious, but just uh, not Very, not it, streamlined it, it, not uh, not a right yeah you don't you don't have yeah. that natural feel to it of seeing a drop down menu where you're like oh let me get this tire now instead you exactly. have to actually find yeah. the tire but if you if you already understand that going into it evan you'd probably like it oh yeah so it, it, it might be a good one to pick up there but uh it's it's interesting i'll 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 play it when i get a chance but really my time's been divided between helldivers 2 and uh infinite wealth like you dragon infinite wealth you recently, say that what's so. your level in helldivers 2 it is 11. I'm 42. 42. <laughs> uh, that's, that's good. Uh, that's good. I, what's, what is max level in that game? I can't remember. I think it was like 50 or something. 50. 50 yeah. or 60. Usually I've been, I'm playing on like, like when, like for a while there, I couldn't get in the game. So I couldn't even play it. But uh, when it, when it did work, it was fine. And I just stayed in for a few hours. But you said it's like 50. I think it's, I can't remember. It honestly. So would you say Helldivers Two is a good game, Evan? It's all right. It's buggy as hell. Mm. It's still buggy as hell. I've mm. I played you with hear that uh, I played with Myth yeah. Misclick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he he heard me say it's buggy, and he doesn't have time for that shit. And it's all right. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's high praise. I can't even get into the game. So MVG, but. I'll let you know when it's not buggy anymore. Thank you, Evan. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being the sensible one in this conversation. I try. I try. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We can, uh, we can go to the, we'll go to the, the partner showcase that happened. They had announced there would be a partner showcase this past week. There's like 26 different games there. And I think only one game was from Nintendo. Technically, technically was from Nintendo. Everything else was, uh, from different third parties. So they started off with, started off with grounded crossplay enabled April 16th is an Xbox. He has the first Xbox game. So which, by the way, we're going to talk about the Xbox games later on, like all the games they put out in a big press release. The timing for their podcast they were going to have or their little event would have still been off by a few weeks. I feel like it would have been kind of weird if they just announced all this stuff now, like a gra like the, this open the direct grounded and then they weren't going to explain everything for like two or three weeks. I was thinking yeah. that's kind of weird. I, I do. I think honestly that probably would have been worse than what we actually had like w which actually transpired right like if they just dropped these games on um you know the the partner showcase like pentiment and grounded without any type of context i feel like that would have been worse for xbox microsoft to try to explain themselves out of that situation so i think ultimately they probably made the right choice trying to get ahead of it with their podcast thing but yeah, I mean, that would have been a surprise for sure. If they did yeah, that. Yeah, that's what it hit hit out of nowhere. Like first thing up, grounded, boom, coming to the Switch, April sixteenth. 
with crossplay. So they're going to have that uh, across all different platforms. You know, play grounded together. Let's see. We had Ender Magnolia. And we had a Ranger Unicorn Overlord. There's a demo available now for that one. I'm, I'm curious how Unicorn Overlord's going to do. Uh, people seem pretty interested in the game, but I'm wondering if that's me one that gets kind of buried a bit in March. OJ, are you interested in that game? I saw it in the direct and I was like, that's an OJ. Yeah, game. yeah, definitely interested in the game. Um, I've had a ton of, I mean, obviously my audience, we all kind of like like RPGs like that, you mm -hmm. know, strategy RPGs and stuff. And it's like a pretty cool, unique mix of like, you know, of uh, various different games. Like kind of like a little bit, not really RTS, but just has a little bit of that elements, that vibe. I mean, it's got, you know, all sorts of different customization options that you can do, you know? Like there's like a lot of different stuff. It's more in depth than like, let's say triangle strategy, for example, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think it's fun. Like I've played the demo for a bit and um, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, so I'm looking forward to the full game, like when it comes out. But like, yeah, I had a lot of my viewers saying, hey, have you played the demo? Like people were asking me, have you played the demo? It's really good, I like it. And it's like a long demo. It's like, apparently it's like six hours or so, six, seven hours, and it transfers over to the final game. So, um, so yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot. But yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it. And I love Vanillaware. I've been playing their games for like 20 years, like Odin Sphere and Dragon's Crown and is that all 13 their games. Sentinels come out. Yeah, yeah thir 13. I mean, 13 Sentinels is very much... It's a weird game, right? And, you know, people don't rush out to go buy their games, but they usually end up doing really well. 13, Sen 13 Sentinels sold over a million across the PS4 and, and Switch. Um, so um, I think this game will it'll find its audience. We had Monster Hunter Stories. This is a Yay. random one. We have Stories 2 right now, and they went backwards and got Monster Hunter Stories, which I guess, I don't, I don't know. It's fully voiced now. It's HD that's come out in the summertime. I, it's good and it's been stuck on the 3ds and stuck on true. smartphones so i'm down for any anytime that they bring over 3ds or ds or smartphone games and stuff that's just stuck on those platforms or Wii or whatever the case is i'm a fan of it because then we don't have to like you know play those systems or just another emulator type of thing right you could just plan on that um, you know play it on your current system so yeah that, that's good and it's a good game like it's it's not as i don't know if it's as good as monster Hunter stories 2 but it's still like a solid game. Like I played on the 3DS back then and loved it. So. Okay. Epic Mickey Rebrushed. Mm -hmm. A remake of the original. THQ Nordic's doing this, by the way, which was interesting. 2024. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised they nice didn't any sort of release date for that. No, no, no release date. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, I, I'm hoping it's you know, sooner rather than later, like in the summertime, maybe, but that, that was a nice surprise. Epic uh, Mickey. That's, I haven't played that since the Wii days back in the I, day. I was super surprised because I just, I mean, I know the documentary has been out for a while, but you know, Liam, he did a documentary on this development of the game, Epic Mickey one and two. And I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, this franchise is dead, you know, <laughs> like, they're never going to do it. They're just going to leave it, you know? So it was a surprise and it was, it was a nice surprise to see it come back, you know? Yeah, I was I was really happy to say. I mean, I I was hoping we'd see it a, a someday come back, but you know, with Disney and stuff, it's hard to ever really see. Yeah, it it's hard to predict. Like, so I feel like it was gonna yeah. come back for a while because in the parks they really push Oswald, and Oswald is like the the only thing he's really in is is Epic Mickey, and then he's like sort of in his own little shorts now because of how popular those games were. But I think like Disney saw how profitable gaming is and stuff now, especially like diving into Fortnite. And they're like, oh, we have all this legacy that's like super good. Might as well get it out there. This like this made the direct for me. 
Yeah, I didn't care about puzzle. anything else. I was this like, is this game? is amazing. Yeah. Well, I worked at Disney, so like, I obviously like Disney, but I don't know. This was this was huge. I had just bought the Wii game too, like rebought it because I didn't have it in my collection anymore. I don't know what happened, but um, oh, this is a game now. from childhood, right here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I played oh, it okay. as a kid. Okay. Yeah, so I have a lot of nostalgia for it too. So nice, but you know, I'm like, I, yeah, I, and I know it's not great, you know, but like, it's 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 a no, good, was, cool a good game. It was a fun it's, game. It's like it's the like controls a, are kind of shitty, the though. The like, one I, wasn't as good. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, like, like, a six, it's like a six slash seven out of t like ten, right? Right. It's, it's, it's a solid, just an okay to solid game. And depending on how much you like Mickey, it can be better for you. But yeah, the controls, the graphics, there's a few things. I mean, you know that that um, now could be fixed. The camera controls yeah. can be fixed with this, so this could be like a eight out of ten type of game, right? No, that yeah, just, that's like, you know that's why I was so excited about it too, because I was like, oh, like there's the stuff that's wrong with it isn't inherent to the game it's just like easy fixes you know it's like better controls mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like you're saying so i i'm very very excited we had shimigami tensei 5 vengeance oh. that's also going to be on playstation pc people ask about that it's going to be on other platforms it it is playstation pc and xbox interestingly Everything. june 21st yes very excited yep. about very excited about this it's essentially a brand new game it's got an 80 hour campaign like a separate path and it fixes i researched everything but this did everything that you need to know about the game and it fixes almost every single complaint about the original smt5 for me at least so far now we have to see how the story comes together but so far i can see that they've definitely listened i this might be in direct response to people saying like you know smt fans saying that the story sucks I uh, say that the character, like it feels lonely. There's nothing else, you know, like to talk about or do um, because in SMT5, the original, you have to do a lot of the side quests to even get a lot of the story bits out of it. I mean, you can go through the whole game, like barely like, any dialogue, like just like some main parts and like you just play through. But unless you have like 75% of the demons or something, like there's a whole separate section that doesn't even open up to you with like major story parts. So it seems like they fixed that. They added in another uh, female cast character and they've also added in things from the beginning in terms of like one of the other characters that uh, is on your squad with you, that fights with you. So it's not just you with demons. You actually have some of your other classmates that are in there, almost kind of like Persona a bit more. Uh, so yeah, very good, and a bunch of other little quality of life things. Um, but yeah, very excited about this, and like, just a bunch of new demons. Oh my god, this is gonna be really good. Very very excited. I think I'm gonna grab this version on the PS5s. I have the other one on the Switch. Yeah. So yes, move. Be because the Switch version is very rough when it comes to how it runs in some parts. Now it's a turn-based RPG, um, and it's possible that they did go back and like you know fix up some of the parts. So maybe it's like a stable thirty on Switch. But yeah, if you've already played it on Switch, uh, there's I mean unless you want it for collection, like there's no and you, you have a PS5 or something like that, check it out on there because it's probably gonna be like a 4K 60 type of game or maybe even you know on PC even better than that. Um, and the game is beautiful. Like it's a very um, the game looks great. It, it, it's going to look really, really good. Even on this, the Switch version, you can compare it. Some of the models, Digital Foundry did it. The models look better on Switch than like Persona 5 Royal. So um, I'm looking forward to to um, seeing the game on PS5. So I mean, I'll pick up the Switch version just for collectors, but um, I'm definitely going to be playing it on PS5 as well. So then we had one of my favorite announcements of the show. Star Wars Battlefront Collection. MVG, we're on this, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, Battlefront yeah. Collection, 64 player online, new characters, maps. That's March 14th, three, three weeks from now. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely on this one. I'm really as long excited. As, as long as the online code, the net code is good and, you know, it doesn't run around like a slideshow, <laughs> good, I good think luck. it's going to be good. Good luck. 
this is a this is a game that I think needs cross play. I don't think they mentioned it, but this if they're gonna have sixty four, I, I think it does. Online, no, it needs cross play. Yeah, okay. cross play. Okay. Yeah, I think okay, they said good. cross play, and I think they did. They even say cross save. Don't go. No, that'd be cool there. if they did. If it's cro- at least cross play is fine. Like we just because there's sixty four people in a in a match. You, I can see those servers getting kind of rough if it's just for any one system. So it's uh, I'm excited. March 14th. I guess it's just, I mean, I, some people play the first one, but like Battlefront 2 all the way. That's that was the, that one was really good. Uh, let's see. South Park Snow Day. And then we had Sword Art Online Fractured Daydream. Gundam Breaker 4. Evan, did you see this one? I did. I think that's been on PC for a while, or at least the last Has one it? was. I know, I know the Gundam Breaker, Breaker series. This might be a new one, though. I haven't looked that hard into it. Looks cool, okay. though. Yeah, I think okay. this is a new one. Okay, I, I thought that might be one that uh, would be up your alley. Uh, and then we had super a new Super Monkey Ball game, Banana Rumble. It's a 200 new stages, optional motion control, 16 players online. So that's something I noticed in this direct. It's a lot of like, hey, there's 16, there's 30, there's 64 people online all at once. Um, but this is out June 25th. So we get a new Super Monkey Ball out of this, which is pretty, that's pretty cool. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll check this one out. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm on that. World of Goo 2. Kind of cool. I don't know much about World of Goo. Okay. Are they I good, played good. the original. It was like the game was one of the highest rated or still is one of the highest rated Wii games. And it was kind of like for the WiiWare service. So a lot of people played that game back in the day um, on the Wii because it was one of the best games. Uh, I don't know if this one's going to be as good or if it's going to be awesome. But from if you like World of Goo, the original, then yeah, this one's going to be good for you. There's Fantasy Life I. And there's another Crab's Treasure. And oh, that Penny's looks great. Big... Wait, which one? Another Crab's Treasure? Another Crab's Treasure. It's like the okay. Souls-like crab game. I don't know. And the graphics are really people nice. People were saying that game's really good in my chat when I was talking. Really? Like, I didn't know what the hell it was, but people were like, yo, this game's really good. Mm, April yeah, 25th. It's... That's not that far away. Two months, okay. It's been in a lot of indie uh, showcases, so. Mm. All right. We'll keep an eye on that one, then. Penny's Big Breakaway. That's from the Sonic Mania team. It is out now. I did play it. I, I I downloaded it on the PlayStation Five and played the first four levels I think because it's, it's linear levels set up. It's not like a there's no hub world or anything. You just go through um, one at a time, and it it's it's interesting because it definitely feels like an older PS One style 3D platformer. But then there's also stuff I notice in there that kind of reminds me of like uh, of uh, Sonic 3D Blast at times, just how they have you spin around certain areas of the map. But you're basically a character who has a yo-yo that can throw it in all different directions. And you can also ride on top of the yo-yo. You use the yo-yo to swing around. So there's a lot of combos you can mix and match together to get around the map. But the uh, the thing with to me was that you would normally start to just combo, for example, your yo-yo around to fight against different enemies. But if you mash square twice to do it, you actually just shoot right to your yo-yo. So I, I kept falling off the map a few times there. But There's a bit of hype for this game, this Penny's game. Penny's Big Breakaway. Yeah, I'm Penny's I'm Big Breakaway has had some hype for it. Um, it. I think it's because it definitely has that nostalgic flair to it. It it calls back to the, the, the Sega Saturn PS1 days with those platformers, like a Knights or something like that. To the Sonic um, so, team, you know, the Sonic Mania. Yeah, team. the Sonic Mania team. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a, it's a high quality game from what I've seen so far. But uh, I've, I've, like I said, I played like the first four levels or so as I had time to just check it out. 
but it's a very unique title in the the way it works too because you're not even fighting enemies you're actually running away from penguins the whole time penguins pick you up and try cool. to carry you away so uh, but it's it's interesting you how can either, long of a game you, is it oh that's a good question i'm not sure that's the look because i feel like that it's going to be a game you can beat in like a couple of hours probably like three or four mm -hmm. hours but maybe one you go through multiple times because they have like side missions or little side quests as you're going through uh to complete so there are you 100 percent each level kind of thing so it's sort of set up in that regard where you go through the levels multiple times but i uh i mean it, it it's interesting it's different and you can either you uh throw the yo-yo with uh with square or you use the right stick analog stick and you choose which direction to go in almost like a twin stick shooter with your yo-yo so oh, that's cool but yeah they had they had some ideas with that at least so i uh i have to play more let's see we had suica game multiplayer expansion hype out now oh okay good all right good i, play, I played oh. the original game i mean it's a cool little game but nothing that i think i'm gonna like get hardcore into yeah. well, the only reason i know anything about it is because of ludwig okay there you go pepper grinder demos out now there was pocket card jockey also out now a lot of, a lot of games just came out all of a sudden Snuffkin, that's March 7th. Tales of Kenzero, Zao, that's April 23rd. Demon Slayer, Sweep the Board. Kingdom Come Deliverance. This is a game that I am curious how that's going to run on the Switch because yeah. I feel like that's going to... I think that's going to be kind of rough on the system. <laughs> that might be a situation where like the image quality isn't great or the frame rate is low. I feel like that one leaked at one point and people didn't believe it was going to be there, kind of like what happened with The Witcher and then it ended up happening, so... Uh, that's out in three weeks, so we'll we'll find out then how it how it does on the system. Contra Operation Galuga. Did anyone play the demo? I did on okay. the Xbox, and they <laughs> they've got some uh, Switch. They've got some work to do, um, but apparently, I mean, I didn't get a chance to play too much on PS5, but everyone was telling me PS5 it runs good, but the the Switch version is not optimal. I played on the Xbox, John. I really like the new Contra game. I do know that there are issues on the Switch. Sean made a video on it, and you know he kind of talked about the issues in the game. Hopefully, they can fix it. Um, yeah, uh, but it ran otherwise, well on the Xbox. Yeah, it runs great on the Xbox. Did, did you like? Did you like it? Uh, oh yeah, dude, I love Contra. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's not, good. There's not some every good Contra stuff in the game. Yeah, not every Contra game is good. Um, you know, there's there's been definitely some bad Contra games over the years, but this one I like it. Yeah, but yeah, they got to figure out that Switch version because it's pretty rough. The the cool thing about it is like like it, it has like remixes on the music. Like the first thing, like when it drops you in there, like it, it, so there's some nostalgia, you know, on there. But like the weapons are fun. I mean, it has all the classic weapons. You can switch between two of them. You can upgrade them um, as well. Um, art is, you know, what do you think about the art? How about that MVG? <laughs> Um, it looks better in motion than it does on screenshots. I feel like it's kind of got that. It reminds me a little bit of the Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection game where like when you look at the screenshots, it looks, something looks off about everything, but in motion, it looks totally fine. So I think art wise, it's, it's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just want them to figure out the Switch version really more than anything. Hopefully they can before it comes out, but I'm, I'm pretty excited about the game overall. I'll definitely get it. I know um you know there's a there's a physical coming out for it so i'll i'll grab that i'm sure yeah i like uh, I, I thought it was fun for what it was but yeah fix the switch version um but yeah contra is awesome man 
shout out to Rostolif Reggae for gifting a, a membership. Yo, gifting. Let's go. And Pentiment. It's out. It was weird. It was out tomorrow. Like, so I don't know why it couldn't be out when the direct was happening, but it's out now. Pentiment is. So that was another Xbox game showing up in the in the direct. And that was we also a game that Nate teased in Game and Talk, by the way. You guys should check out oh, Game Talk. Oh, okay. Because okay. he hella so, said it early. So. Nate's just giving these away, huh? Uh-huh. Game, and Talk, Game and Talk podcast. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yep. Tend to switch online. MVG, what do you have to say for yourself here? You're lucky Sean's not here right now because you know he'd be he'd be yelling. I mean, I, I, we can save this when he gets on if he's coming back. I mean, um, but look, I mean, look, Sean's right. I take the L on this, but I will say that I did say this about three years ago, and things have certainly changed <laughs> since then, right? Like Microsoft, they're, they're obviously their mission statement, their direction has changed mm-hmm. since since going back all that time. So look, it is awesome to see rare games show up on NSO. Um, and hopefully we'll see more. Like I'd like to see Diddy Kong Racing on there. Ooh. I mean, part of me wonders, why don't just you just drop Rare Replay on the Switch at this point? Like bundle it up as a package and just get everything as a Rare Replay thing. Um, I think that would be really cool. But no, Sean, Sean was right. I, uh, I'm happy to accept uh, the L on that one. But I do want to say that I'd said that many years ago. So, you know, he's, the statute of limitations here, I feel like is, is kicked in a little bit. <laughs> Uh, well, there was Snake, Rattle and Roll, RC Pro-Am, Battletoads, and Battle Maniacs, Killer Instinct, Blast Core, all out now. They just dropped them immediately. Killer Instinct, that, that that's pretty cool to see that show up in uh, NSO, though, on the Super Nintendo. Because really, other than, I mean, if you remove Blast Core from it, all those games went to, like, the, the $20 tier. So it, was, it just dropped right in, which is pretty cool. And Blast Core, I mean, I don't have any fond memories of that from back in the day, but people seem to be happy about it. Then they closed out with Endless Ocean Luminous. So Endless Ocean is an interesting series because it's technically it's published by Nintendo. So it's technically the Nintendo first party game then. And they have a different studio that they don't own work on it. And I mean, it's been with them since the Wii. And this one is kind of like, okay, so the dives are different every time. I assume it's procedurally generated like when you when you go down to the ocean but they have 30 players online for this game and you can all swim that's around so together cool. that's that's the only thing that that caught my mind because i've played endless ocean i'm not an endless ocean fan but i've played the game on the wii there's i think two of them but i've played one of them i know for sure um and i was just like oh okay i thought it was a remaster you know at first i thought it was gonna like you know the rumors were coming out mm-hmm. i thought it was gonna be like a remaster but then it's like a brand new game i know and it has like 30 players online so i'm like okay i'll check it out since since it's brand new and since um you know and it has 30 players that's that's about it i don't know if i'm gonna like the game though <laughs> so i mean it says there's 500 different species in it so, uh, some are gonna be mythical so i don't know maybe you can come across like the leviathan or kraken or something i don't know but uh it's i mean yeah it's gonna be mostly exploration and cataloging different uh different um sea life and that kind of thing may 2nd though 2024 sean interestingly enough was excited about it i i I played the first endless ocean way way back in the day on the wii there was a there was another one this is technically a third one um i didn't play the second one but apparently there is a there there is like a cult following for the endless ocean games so i'm sure people i think it's cool that that they brought it back too like nintendo's doing some cool stuff with their forgotten ips right now like Mm -hmm. uh Another code just came out, you know, this is coming out. I think it's pretty good, interesting. 
yeah it's a very unique kind of game endless ocean so it's just is it like subnautica i've never played it no it, kind of yeah but it's more just about yeah. looking at stuff i mean subnautica has yeah. the fear factor the survival factor mm -hmm. this is more just about being in the ocean yeah endless ocean yeah, is just about like yeah. cat cataloging collecting like kind of cataloging things it's, like and rela just, it's relaxing yeah you know? rela it's kind of like a yeah relaxed type of game that's why i was like i relaxed yeah. it off of my wii um but <laughs> <laughs> just had to relax that game out of there but uh but uh yeah we'll see what happens like but the 30 players i think that'll make it a little bit more interesting like to actually go online and like explore with somebody else because like the other games are just i don't know there might be local co-op but i never played it if there is so i just play the game that feels player. like such a streamer thing to add like 30 players can now all jump on this thing it was really interesting it, it does. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see how it works in practice because it yeah. can be 30 but yeah. then when you get to 30 it's two frames a second you're like oh. yeah know. when you get to two it's two frames a second because yeah. it's nintendo yeah well hey we'll i will see that's may 2nd so a lot of the stuff they showed off here is coming out in the next three or four months max so a lot a lot of stuff coming up from their their partners here but what did we think of the direct overall looking at it again, going into it, knowing it's partner showcase. I loved it as a partner showcase. I gave it like a nine out of 10, but not like in a direct sense, like a norm stacked up to an actual direct is probably like a five out of 10. But when it hits the partner showcase thing, they all kind of sucked in my opinion, partner <laughs> showcase wise. And this one was cool. Like this one had at least stuff that I was more interested in and I'm not an RPG person. So it had Mickey and it gave us a new, like nintendo sort of thing that i hadn't really heard of so i thought it was decent i graded okay. it based off of uh it being the like the last year of the switch and a, you know a partner showcase so i thought it was like a seven six or seven or something like that um so yeah that was kind of like my score it's okay there's some cool games it was fun but you know it's the last year of the switch or at least we think it is um so you can kind of tell like you know and it's a partner showcase so i'm, I'm not expecting much at those things but yeah six or seven I agree. I probably would give it a C plus or a six or a seven. Definitely some good moments. A lot of games were lost on me. A lot of games I didn't care about. Some surprises. Some good. Definitely some good moments though. I liked the NSO. I liked the Contra. I liked um, Epic Mickey. I thought that was pretty cool. Battle uh, Star Wars was cool. So yeah, definitely some good moments. But overall, you know, pretty middle of the road for me. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you, MBG. I don't think this is going to be a very memorable direct. Like, I think this is one we'll probably have forgotten about by, by the end of this year, obviously. But there's some fun stuff in there that I'm at least looking forward to now with that. Like, like Battlefront's going to be really, really fun, I, I feel like, when that, provided it works when it comes out. New Super Monkey Ball. And uh, I, I, I'm curious about this Endless Ocean game. But there, there's at least... I feel like most people could look at this direct and find one or two things. They're like, okay, that that's kind of cool. So that's... uh me a middle of the road direct <laughs> let's uh let's let's move over to this new xbox console so i'm a little I'm a little surprised at this one since uh we we heard about we heard about their plans to do a a an all digital xbox series x during the ftc hearing because the stuff leaked out it was a code name brooklyn and the idea was to remove the disk drive, but then also increase the storage space, improve the Wi-Fi. They were going to change out the South Bridge so they can use a newer controller, uh, different I.O., that sort of thing. But then Phil Spence said plans changed. And then he very recently was talking with, I believe, Stephen Totillo and seemed to back up the idea that they're not necessarily trying to push physical games away. 
um, but they're going with the flow of the market and the trends. And then we now we have a report from Xbuter, and I, I think their sourcing is good here. They also mentioned footage that they have that they can't show, which I assume is from a promo. Um, but a a white Xbox Series X, no disc drive, is what they're saying here. They don't know the pricing or the storage capacity, uh, but this will be releasing actually in June or July. So I assume since it's just about March, we have to be hearing about this thing pretty soon. Unless they're going to do something at like uh, their big June showcase where they're like, oh, yeah, it's available next month. Done that before, right? Like, didn't they when remember when they announced the Xbox one and they also dropped the the 360. The, what was it called? That not the the not the slim, the, the one the, like Xbox the last sad. E. Yeah, the E model. Didn't they like just drop it and and say it's available like tomorrow or something? I feel like you're right. They They did, did, right? Yeah, I feel like you're right. I have to double check. I I think you're right. They're like it's available to like now or tomorrow or whatever at retail stores. Yeah, I could pull that with that this one, couldn't they? Well, yeah, because they don't even they don't even sell these consoles in stores really anymore. Like we don't get it. We don't get them in stores anyway. Mm -hmm. Go on sale at Microsoft's website tomorrow. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I am. Um, if... no, like, look, part of me just wants to uh, wait and pass judgment once this becomes official. If it becomes official, right now this is just a rumor slash you know leak. I don't know what you want to call it. Look, the the reality is this probably is real and it will happen. But you know, for Phil Spencer to basically say Xbox is not you know, wanting to abandon physical games or they don't plan not to abandon physical games. And then, then this kind of gets leaked. Obviously that is, you know, a, a bit of a contradiction, right? Um, based on what we've seen. So I, I'm respectfully not really going to give an opinion about this until something official gets announced because we don't really know the context of this digital digital system whether it will have some type of detachable drive or some type of way to play physical games but i will say this if this thing is actually real and it and it is going to eventually replace the series x that is obviously you know that's 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 going to be an issue for me and a lot of people because i've got a pretty big 360 library i got an xbox one physical library I'd still like to play my games going forward, but well, I just, I don't really want to comment on it until, you know, something official gets announced. But if this is true and there's more smoke that we hear about over the coming weeks slash months, then yeah, um, Phil basically needs to, I don't know, he has to come back and, and say something else because it kind of does go against what he said about their plans to not abandon physical games, but we'll just have to wait and see. Does it feel like Xbox is always on their back foot? I feel like they've yes. always, they got to come back and say something. Yes. They got to say something. Reminds yes. me of the 49ers cornerbacks. Always, always right. running, always chasing after somebody. Always on their back uh, foot. Can't cover uh, nobody except for Traverius War. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, man. Like, it, it does seem that way. And yeah, I'm kind of with MVG. Like, the first thing that you want to do is like light into them, right, MVG? Like, the first thing you want to do yeah. is like light right into this. But you got to just reel it back a little bit, you know, and just let it play out first and see, see what happens, you know? So I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lay into it as well. Let's just see what happens. I mean, that yeah, would be, that, sorry, Joe, go ahead. 
Oh, no, I was just going to say that I agree with you guys because I feel like a lot of people freaked out about the Xbox games going to another console and came out that it wasn't quite as crazy as everyone thought. So I just feel like we got to give them time to explain their themselves and what it's actually going to look like. But go ahead. My bad. I just, you know, I just want to reiterate, like, if this is real, then Phil, oh, my God, like, his his choice of words is 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 not good. But uh, Phil's, Phil Spencer didn't get in this position, um, you know, on by accident he's very very smart and he's been around for a long time so i think you know there's probably more to this than what we anticipate i i think there's probably some type of detachable drive or, or something where they can have some legacy um because you know you certainly don't want to be in a situation especially right now with xbox where they are slowly starting to open up their games to other platforms you don't really want to kind of alienate or cut off a certain percentage of your user base, even if that percentage is small, even if it's 10, 15% of your user base that, that are, you know, invested in physical games and do like backward compatibility and do have a library of legacy Xbox games, you certainly don't want to just take that away from, from, you know, your ecosystem. You want to still provide an avenue for those customers to continue to play games, right? Um, so hopefully, you know, there is more to this than, than what we see. I like the idea of a detachable drive, though, that can plug in maybe to the back of the system through USB and you can put it because it doesn't read. So when you put a 360 game in MVG, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it verifies the disk being official and then it just downloads yeah. the thing from the server anyway. Yeah, it's just a license. Yeah. 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 So I, I feel like they could probably make that work if that's the case. But look, if this does come out and it's a thing and it's more than the Xbox one sad. Remember when that came out and I was just kind of like, uh, eh, we'll just see what happens. I feel like this would be a much more serious move, especially if it had what they had with Brooklyn, where they had a new South bridge, the whole thing. Uh, at that point, it would make me wonder if they are looking at the numbers at like, what do you think the digital physical split is on the Xbox right now? Oh, I don't be at least what? I don't I know. Gotta, 15. Yeah. I gotta feel like it's like 90 10, man. Um, I, think yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's probably about 90 10, honestly. It's uh, game, game Pass, obviously, is a big contributor to that. There's no reason for, you know, for a lot of people on Xbox to even go physical, um, you know, with stuff like Game Pass, right? It completely kind of just says, like, hey, why buy physical when you can just do Game Pass, you know? So. That's, I think that's yeah. the, the, the situation right now with, with uh, Xbox, you know. I have yeah. never bought a physical oh, Xbox game. See? Well, I don't oh, have the physical, but it's not that I want it to go. I think it's like, I think, right. I think it'd be terrible, but mm. I just, is there an echo? There's totally an echo. I don't know. Is it from me? Am I echoing? I think it's from Evan. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear an echo. Is it me? Oh, really? I didn't hear an echo, but uh, that's why I thought it was me. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Um. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I like having Game Pass, and I think that's just how I consume most of my Xbox content, because most of the stuff that I would want to play is already on there, right? So, so that's just really where I go to, but um, I, d I don't think it's good, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, I, 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 that's the thing I wonder about, is if they look at the numbers and they're like, why? These disk drives are getting hard, because that was another point he made during that interview is that just finding companies that make these Blu-ray drives are getting harder and harder now because they just, no one's really buying Blu-ray drives anymore. Evan, yeah, when you uh, don't even use them either. Yeah. Like Evan, when you go to build a PC, do you think about putting a Blu-ray drive in it? No, 
No. <laughs> Just so a four I, terabyte internal SSD. That's all. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Phil mentioned that right now it feels like the consoles are the only things that are really mass, like mass buying Blu-ray drives right now. So there's a chance that they get almost cycled out of the market just because there's not enough companies even making them anymore. So like that might be a legit future that they run into. Could what about Blu-ray movies though? What about like UHD Blu-ray movies? Don't, don't people still buy those and have Blu-ray players at home? Well, I know um, I Best, Buy so. is, Best Buy is removing all their physical uh, movies, aren't they? From their from their floor, isn't that wasn't that the big story? Because we thought it was games too, and then it came back and we're like, oh, it's just movies we're moving. So I, I feel like just streaming in general for movies is kind of like taking that market over. And I, I seriously, if we see this thing in the summertime and it looks like it's a legit push towards it, I kind of feel like their next system, if they do try to launch their next generation in 2026, I don't think there's a disc drive on that thing. Yeah, you're probably right. Honestly, uh, yeah, that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting day when that happens. Uh, I don't know. That'll be that'll be something. Most Xbox players will not care because they're already Game Pass is already this. But I do think that it does cause an adverse effect not having that physical presence. Obviously, in Japan, I saw some Xbox um, channels kind of lament the fact that they're not getting Gundam Breaker and um, getting uh, the the monster hunter game and it's like you know those those games sell in japan and they sell okay physical so like you know um when you exclude physical it does it could affect other things you know it could affect other things in terms of what you get if you don't have any presence at all and there's still some markets that do buy physical games like japan so so yeah i mean we see we do see a lot of games that come out and it just doesn't have an xbox version and it does make you wonder about the sales of that genre or that company's past on that platform so that's Kind of the way I I would take it from there. For Unless it's Game Pass, this is Game Pass, right? If it's I Game mean, Pass. yeah, if it's Game Pass and Microsoft wants to make it happen, which they can, they can say, "Hey, we're yeah. gonna pay you X amount of money, and you can put it in here." That's fine, but that's really the conclusion you can come to because people seem confused all the time when it's not there, and it's like, well, these are businesses running numbers, figuring stuff out. So I mean, it's a you know, and I saw it's an ROI thing, like you know, if it's. If they feel that it's something that's viable to make money off of, they'll do it. Because it's, I mean, if it's on PlayStation, you know, why wouldn't they just put it on Xbox, right? And they'll go through the trouble of making a Switch version, which is obviously going to be different, right? We saw, like, the new, uh, what was it, Sword Art? Like, Bandai Namco, that's Sword Art Online, yeah. Like, that one is on Switch, and then, like, yeah, it's on Xbox and PlayStation, so that one's coming there. So it just depends on, like, the certain franchises, right, depending on, like, which ones and but like Gundam Breaker is like not there, but I think sort of online is there. So it's kind of weird, right? How they how they split it in some ways, you know? I do want to move over to a topic that I think will be good for MBG here. PSVR 2. Play, Go on. PlayStation VR 2. Okay. <laughs> PSVR 2 could be getting PC support this year, MBG. At least that's according to Sony. They are looking into how to do it. For some reason, it perplexes them. I don't know why, but to get it to work on PC, considering the community has been working on it themselves and found success doing it. But Sony is apparently working to get PSVR 2 over in an official sense for PC. And if they announce it and it looks good, would that interest you in then buying a PSVR 2 MBG? I don't think so, because they're probably looking at doing it for Gran Turismo because that got announced for PC, correct? So they have to solve for that. 
So I think if they're going to make it available for PC, they're going to continue to lock it down. So it's not going to be a situation where you can just log into Steam and then like run Half-Life Alex on it. But I will say, John, if you can do something like that, that would definitely make me more inclined to maybe look at getting a PSVR 2 if they did open the open the headset up to just anything that's on PC. Right. And look, there's probably going to be hackers and stuff that figure that out, but that's a separate issue. I feel like Sony is, you talked about, you've talked about the launcher, the Sony mm -hmm. launcher. I feel like, you know, there's a Sony launcher with um, VR support and like Gran Turismo and all their games. I think it's going to be still very much confined to their, you know, their bubble, the Sony bubble, if you will. Um, but hopefully, you know, if they do open it up to um, Steam and, and basically other PC games, then yeah, maybe I could maybe take a look at it. I do think it's really interesting slash hilarious that there are literally no first-party games that support PSVR 2 at the moment. Um, it's been a oh, year since a, the system. Yeah, the system's come oh, out bad. and they're, they're not supporting it at all. I think that really does speak volumes about, you know, number one, the attach rate of PSVR 2 being a lot worse than they anticipated. And two, really... Look, Sony has done a lot of things over the years. They've, they've made so many gadgets and inventions and, and technology. A lot of them have failed, right? Like I think about like the Ibo. Remember that that Ibo dog and stuff? Like they, They've done all sorts of things that, that they've tried and failed. Like even, even I know people are going to say that I'm wrong, but even the PS, PS TV, PlayStation TV, you know, oh, yeah, the, little, little place like yeah, that Vita. thing the thing was a f complete failure like a lot of people now will it be was. like what are you talking about that thing was awesome it, was. it is awesome but i remember at best buy that was selling that shit for like 20 bucks with a copy of borderlands right in the bargain bins um that's how i ended up getting mine like um so first you know quite they, a bit. they've tried many they've tried different things over the years not all of them have have been successful for them so i think this is really their opportunity to kind of open up psvr to pc I'm hopeful that they will open it up to, you know, Steam, um, but I don't think that's going to happen, John. I think they're going to have it, you know, in a launcher of their own. And that's probably just for Gran Turismo 7. Let's be honest. I think I think you're right, MVG. I think it's what's going to happen at the end of this year when they announce support. They're going to have a launcher as well. And the, the launcher is where the driver will be and that you plug it all in there and you have your dual sense set up and your trophies and I think that's how they're going to make it happen is uh, is go that route. And I feel like they've been building up for it anyway with all this PC support, but they, they got to find more people for this PSVR 2 headset because just not enough people are buying it. And if we have studios going out of business who are trying to make games for PSVR 2 right now, and it's, it doesn't mm -hmm. make any sense. So I think, Sony realizes, I think Sony realizes this at this point. I think they realize that it's kind of a flop and just they're just like, hey, look, when we get stuff out, we'll get stuff out. I mean, at this point, right? Like, they're not going to put a bunch of resources into this because they still have to put up. I mean, like, they got to put more resources into PS5 games, right? Like, that needs yeah. to be a focus. Definitely after like, the, the, the sales result, like the investors meetings yeah. and stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't know how much they're going to put into this thing at this point. But, it like, we hear about an Astrobot game, for example, Uh and in my mind, I'm like, that should be a VR game to help it. But then I'm thinking, I don't want it to be a VR game because no one's going to play it then, really. So it's I don't even know how you decide what game should be relegated to VR anymore, how you have that kind of time or resources put aside for something that's just not 
it's not working. The so, people in the chat that are saying there is no announcement of GT7 on PC, you're right, there isn't. But I I remember there was like a Verge article or something like a year ago that were looking into it. So I feel like, you know, they, they are bringing games to PC and I feel like Gran Turismo is, is something they potentially will bring across, right? So that's kind of where I would you, see would them you consider, using it. Would you consider Gran Turismo 7 a live service game, MVG? Yes, I would. Then it's going to PC. <laughs> yeah, I would consider it a live service game. They keep updating it. It's, it, it's has, it has online requirements. I know there is some type of, you know, offline component you can play, but it's severely really. crippled. So, yeah. yeah, this is definitely a live service game. Yep. And uh, it'll be on PC, and I wouldn't be shocked if we hear about it at the end of this year, along with a launcher and the PSVR 2 support. Uh, Wait, a... so if those games are going to PC, you can play them on something like an Oculus? See, that's the um, thing. I, yeah, don't, that's, I don't feel like you can, right? I feel like, like they'd like lock it out of that, of, yeah. They're yeah. Lock, I think they're 100%. locking it down, yeah. I think they will. So you have to play it on the PlayStation VR 2? I think well, they're going to If you want it on out. VR, yes. Yeah, I think hmm. they're going to do that. That'd be, my, that'd be my assumption at this point. Uh, and I, I think that launcher is going to be a big play for them in, in the PC space. They try to tie everything together. And it's but gonna then we people. could play other PlayStation or not PlayStation, we could play non-PlayStation games on the VR, right? That's, sorry, I'm just trying to understand this. No. Or is it just going to work on the PC instead well, no, of I, working I feel like, directly on the... I feel like people will still hack and modify and do whatever they have to do to make it work, but in, in this But if you're way, not hacking it... You would probably have a launcher that you go into, like, like how you have Steam or something like that, and then it picks up your VR2 headset, and you just use it while you're playing games through it. I think, yeah, I think so it's it, basically the same thing. Yeah, and I think of it the same way as I think of like Forza on the PC. Forza is not on Steam, right? It's is it on Steam? Forza. Mm. Forza I don't think so. it, yeah, it is. So, yeah, Forza is Forza on Steam. Yeah. Oh, okay. I tried to play it on the Steam Deck and it, it wouldn't work. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is on Steam. It is on Steam. But that that's kind of how I, I'm I'm envisioning this launcher because we keep seeing job listings pop up. They keep kind of like vaguely hinting at it. And I think eventually they show it and it's a whole thing where they tie it all together with your trophies and stuff going between platforms. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know if it's going to work out for them because people hate other launchers on PC, but no. Yeah. But you know, they had that board meeting where they pointed to Helldivers and said, man, we would have made so much more money if we had our own PC launcher. And it's like, no, you wouldn't. That's have. true. You would have a hundred percent not have made mistake. more. That is a they massive would've, would've, mistake. They definitely would have had that conversation. You're right. They definitely would have had that conversation. But As I've been getting into PC gaming a little bit more, I've realized, and from what I've just been seeing and researching, people really hate other like they really hate other launchers. It's because most other launchers come out super buggy and a million yeah. years behind what any of the other ones are. I mean, people like good old games because it's uh they don't have the DRM side of things, which is fantastic. And then people love Steam because the millions of things you can do on Steam. And then you get like the EA launcher, which is the shit. And like that's it. There's just nothing. It's crap. Well, Sony's been talking about this launcher for years. Yeah, but they're gonna release it and they're gonna be like, like to... they're gonna release it and they're gonna be like, we can't figure out the the friends list. That'll happen later. And it's like, what are you doing? Why? I'd like to think that they're spending all this time with it so that it's at least halfway decent. I mean, like it's I assume it would use your friends list that you already have for your PlayStation five. Like it would all sync together. So that, that would at least be the hope, but you know, it would be really cool is if this also incorporated cross by them to where, if you buy it on your PS five, you also have it on your PC launcher. Why? They could make more money selling you in both places. 
That's true. <laughs> we used to have cross buy with them. They did it for uh, the the Vita back in the day in the PlayStation. Uh, I don't, we'll see. We'll see. This Let sounds me, like uh, kind of a non-solution. That's all I'm saying. What? For the VR2, yeah, I, th I think the VR2 yeah. is just, I think it's just, I think it's a trouble. I don't really know what else they can do other than try to make games, and they haven't done that, so. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, John, if there's a fire sale and they sell them for 150 bucks, I'll jump on. <laughs> yeah, okay, I think most you. people would, just free, that's practically a free freaking headset. Let's see Go what happens it. with it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good headset, too, that's the funny part. Like, the technology in it's good, the controllers are good. There's not a lot to play with it. No, not, not, not a lot of games, not a lot of games. Seems like Machine. a trend with PlayStation. Well, if I will say this, if they had made, if figured out a way to do backwards compatibility for at least the original PlayStation VR for it in some way, then I think it would have. I think it would have drastically helped it. But I probably would have bought one because I didn't have the original one. That's original that's insane. That no no, like it's already like a more of a niche product, right? And then you completely cut off that. That to me is might have been the worst decision, right? If you can pick one thing, that might be. And I know it's probably hard mm -hmm. from a technical aspect, and I pro they probably right. looked into it. Sony's got smart people, man. They're not, a lot of people think these companies are dumb. They're not, they're very smart, right? So um, they probably looked into it. It just didn't work, or they couldn't get it working, or they couldn't get it working correctly. But yeah, man, that's, that's definitely tough to not have your whole, you know, because people spent thousands of dollars, right, on this stuff. Yeah. yeah. On games no. and all that. The and games then it's just, back then, too. Yeah, it just oh, doesn't work, <laughs> you know. Like, so yeah, it's tough for something that's already not like a mainstream product that you're going to be playing all the time. Let me go over to some of these super chats here. We have Dark Type who says, "My fiance and I played Suica game together, swapping out the controller, and now we'll be able to do co-op. Also, Star Wars Battlefront hype." Shout out to Dark Type. We have Neil. Uh, no message. Thanks. And then Neil again saying six games from Xbox next 12 months of games are still not out yet. Thoughts on that? Six games from Xbox's next 12 months of gaming are still not out yet. Let's see. Hell, Hellblade 2. Uh, is he talking about the one from a year and a half ago? Like, <laughs> like uh, Silk Song and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, forget, yeah. Silk Song still that. not out. Forget that stuff. Yeah someday for silk song man that, <laughs> that, that whole gosh. that whole presentation was a disaster for microsoft that was a mistake that was a mistake mistakes were made mistakes were definitely made <laughs> casual noob says when does spawn cast pander vision happen with cast on cast pander vision I'll take your word for it. The Chris says, uh, Awada was not bound by law. Look for his interview on why he didn't lay lots, lay off lots of people. Meanwhile, Sony cuts Japan studios with no legal recourse. Ooh, so comment that on game and talk. So Japanese, Japanese labor law requires you to try four things before you do mass layoffs. The first one is oh. to lower employee hours, ask people to quit on their own accord relocate employees and cut salaries on higher ups so i think you want to recheck your information there oh okay there we go michael says hey guys i'm a 39 year old gamer and you're the crew i can best relate to in gaming life's been stressful and i appreciate your entertaining us all every saturday night thank you michael Cristobal says i enjoy new rare games on nso especially rc pro-am and killer instinct hopefully uh nintendo 64 dk and dk racing games get added i never got into killer instinct to gold how was the killer instinct game release on xbox one 
that's actually it's actually pretty good the and they just did a revival for it with a new update and yeah. that's that's we're gonna get into that that might be the game that goes to other platforms next is killer instinct but uh we'll, we'll see that one that one is pretty good though uh crystal if you have not played it and it's on game pass so there you go. it's it's incredibly good the new killer instinct or the newest killer instinct right yeah yep yeah mm-hmm. it's very good the the, the net code is fantastic uh, a lot of cool characters it just launched kind of stupid but they fixed it and it's very good Austin says Pacific Drive has been really fun. I've been playing that and finishing Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've seen a lot of people recently say that they went back and, and replayed Seven Remake leading up to Rebirth. Uh, so I, I have not done that, but I, I've, I just saw that a lot of people on, on Twitter posting up their images of them like replaying Seven Remake. How long is that, that game? game? I refuse to replay uh, that game. Remake uh, is 10 hours longer than it should be, so it's about 30 hours. Oh, yeah. So, Josie, if you are wanting to play Rebirth, and I'm just saying if you are wanting to play, there is a prologue piece in the menu where it can basically just walk you through what happens in the first game. So I think that is more than more than good enough if you are willing wanting to get in because I personally, I've played um, Remake once. I'll never play it again. It was, it was fine for what it was, but I'm not... I'm not going back to playing that game again. Yeah. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play Rebirth because I'm excited for that. But definitely, I don't want to go back and play a remake just because the padding is just too much on that. I enjoyed my playthrough of it, Josie. I would recommend playing it. Put it on the list. I'll look into it. Yeah, watch the, the just watch the prologue. Trust me. Mm-hmm. All right. It you, doesn't. You prologue doesn't give you as much impact, though. I think but that. You, you she's gonna to play it play and she's gonna, she's gonna get into that stupid middle part of the game where it's oh. just padding 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 mm. padding padding does not do well with me there is so much padding in this game it's ridiculous it's, it's 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 worth it for the payoff you go in the it's, sewer it's and you're not. and you just you, it just keeps going <laughs> all right so i will play like the first so couple hours and if it grabs me then i'll i'll keep going and then if it doesn't then i'll just do yeah, give it, says, yeah give it the first the first couple hours aren't bad in it though like they're, they're, they're oh good. the first couple hours i literally incredible. have the game downloaded so i just need to like play yeah, it fire it up just... yeah fire it up I, th- I think i think you'll like the first couple hours it's just as mvg and oj are alluding to there's like a middle part where it's like okay why is this still going yeah. why is it yeah but uh, i mean the game is good it's just yeah, it's, re- some, it's no, really good personal padding so yeah it's an awesome um, game love i love ff7 remake Tijo says, anyone else not buying FF7 Rebirth anytime soon? There's too many good games. I'm playing P3R, then want to play The Answer, and then P4AU Story. Uh, Gaiden, not to mention ERS, Stellar Blade. They have a whole list here of stuff. Uh, no, I'm getting Rebirth right away. Yeah, I'm, I'm there already got my special edition. <laughs> my Gotta $100 right special away. edition. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready I need for to that. See, I need to see how they Kingdom Hearts this thing up. Like, I gotta know. <laughs> Oh man, I'm just looking forward to the game. I mean, I've always loved FF7. It's one of my favorite RPGs. So seeing the characters and everything and how how it's like, you know, playing out and like the combat is awesome, you know, in this game, you know, so uh, it's everything right. that I like in um, in Final Fantasy games. Raz says, is this game in talk? What's up, Josie? And then G-Man says, cool to see Josie here for Amish representation. <laughs> I wore a shirt one time. It's a nice ass shilt, like silk shirt. Like I really like it. And I've made one joke one time and I, I've never, all of my comments, like I get like three comments immediately. And it's like, first it's great video. And then it's, she's Amish. And it's like every video. <laughs> it's so funny because like Amish, Amish people can't do what you're doing right now. 
Matter. Right. Some, some They're not allowed to. Some of them. It's can. a good joke. It's a good joke. Evan <laughs> has created a <laughs> subsection of people. It's great. It's uh well, we were talking about rebirth, but the reviews did come out for it. it has 123 reviews at this time at a 92, which places it as one of the highest rated Final Fantasy games ever. Oh, it went and down. Yeah, it went down one point to ninety-two. Okay. It was it Wait, was one well, point behind. Has has Jim Stephanie Sterling reviewed the game yet? Oh gosh, because that's that's going to bring it down a couple more points. I would think. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that might bring it down to ninety-one. <laughs> he gave Jurassic Park a two out of ten. So I I'm oh. very very honored that uh, Jim Sterling reviewed my game and he gave it a two. So a two. <laughs> two out of yep. ten. Gave it that's a two. Like doesn't work. Like a two out of ten is like it doesn't work. You know, that's crazy. Didn't Sean give you? Didn't Sean give your game a good review? Oh, Sean loved the game. That's honestly the only review that matters because that man loves those games. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just honored that he reviewed the game that I worked on. Two out of ten. They, they, they. Thank you. They. Yeah. Is it? Is it like actually on Metacritic and stuff for it? Yeah. Oh really? Oh, that's cool. Okay, Mm -hmm. nice. I'll link it in the chat. Okay. Cool. Cool. (laughs) Anyway, FO7 Rebirth coming up. We did have the demos. Uh, we had the second demo drop as well. The Junon one where you have to go around in the open world. Did you, did you guys get a chance to play that one too? I played the first yep. one that where you're playing it with Sephiroth. And then the second one. You played at MBG. I played through it. I played well. both. Yeah, I played I, both the okay. demos. I've seen enough. I don't need to do it. I, I just want the game now. So I okay. didn't okay. even play it. Uh, did you play? You, you didn't play the demo. I played the first part. Oh, me? No. I'm Okay. I've been pocket card jockeying it lately, so. Oh, what? We talked. We went over that. You didn't say anything about it. Oh, so, well, it's cool. It's funny. I kind of like it. It's like Pokemon mixed with Solitaire. It's like super. People were stupid. telling me like I I don't play that game. People were telling me yo, it's a, it's a good game. Like because I was like, oh, it is kind of a good yeah. game. Yeah. No, I was like, it's kind of. St- I thought it was dumb, and then I watched the Kit and Krista podcast, and they were they were hyping it up. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll buy it. And that is, it's actually super fun, and it's super goofy, and the characters are great. So yeah, no Final Fantasy VII Rebirth because I've been playing a much, much worse game, but it's all right. Sometimes like when you're, when you got a lot of stuff to do, sometimes you don't want to get into like a big, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm finding myself doing right now. I'm really liking like shorter indie experiences because the big, huge games kind of overwhelm me. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Okay. Well, when you get the remake, Josie, let us know what you think. Drop two hours into it and then, then, then make your decision. The uh, Rebirth demo, though, uh, we already talked about the, the first demo where we played, with Sef- played as or with Sephiroth, but the newer demo with Junon demo where you run around the open world, uh, shorter than I thought it would be. It wasn't like super yeah. long, really, right? You, you basically have this open world area you can run around in more so than what we did in the first demo where it was much more streamlined. And they apparently did something with the visuals. It doesn't look any less vaseline i feel like if you have it in performance it's still it's still blurry unfortunately it looks the same john they didn't do yeah. anything I, yeah. they, they did say there's a day one patch coming when the game comes out so I'm, gonna, I'm hopeful that that will address you know the look of the game but i also understand that you know it's literally days from coming out so maybe maybe not but we'll see i mean look i'm gonna play it in performance mode because i want the 60 I can live with the Vaseline blurry visuals. Hopefully they will patch it and make it look a little cleaner overall. But uh, even if even if we don't get that, I'm I'm still pretty happy with what, what they're going to give us. 
Yeah. So, uh, but otherwise the, you do have just like the, the larger world to kind of run around in. You get a, cho- you have your Chocobo, you get to ride around in this part of the demo. And they did have like these, they were kind of like monster, like hunts for different monsters that they had set up and you would try to fight them. I, I wasn't able to complete any of them in the time limit um, because you obviously weren't there to necessarily level up and get somewhat stronger to take them out in time. But the big thing was you go towards the, uh, the town and you fight a boss and the boss was actually pretty good. It was great. Yeah, I, it, it was it was a fish, but it was it was uh, it was actually pretty cool the way they had it all set up. Um, with the kind of the, the area you're standing on where they go underneath the water and they jump up and shoot jets everywhere. And uh, there's at least some strategy involved with your your character selection since they were much more airborne usually. But uh, it to me was a pretty good boss fight. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. This is one of those moments where I, I kind of feel like like the old the old RPG days where it's it is kind of that PS1 feeling PS2 feeling where it's like, OK, this, this is there's a lot of hype around this game coming up, so. I'm excited. I hope Nomura just goes off the deep end in this game. Like just the, the ending's just crazy and stupid. And we just look towards the last game in the trilogy to, to answer everything when it probably won't. Gene Parks in the chat. Shout outs to Gene, by the way. Awesome to meet you last week. He said, I think they improved quality with the patch. It looks way better than last week for me. So we'll see. Okay. Okay. That's the thing. You know, I realized going back to, uh, when we played the the first one remake, it was on the PS4 Pro or PS4, and we weren't dealing with great frame rates then either, technically. So it's, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna look at both the quality and then the performance mode and just kind of try to figure out which one I'm gonna go with. But we need that PS5 Pro. We're not too far off. It's just end of this year. We'll be good, and we can hopefully get 4K 60. <laughs> but hey, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth coming out. But you're well, not going to go your... back and play it. Like you got, we're going to be playing this game next week. Probably beat it, you know, a week, two weeks in, maybe three weeks. By the time the PS5 Pro comes out, John, you're not going to go back and play through the game again. You're mm. going to play it once. You're going to experience a hundred hours worth of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth goodness, and you're going to be thinking about whatever's next. You're not going to go true. back and play Rebirth again. This is true. But I, I like will have the Pro PS5 Pro. Ready to roll MVG for GTA 6. Well, they might That's have DLC they, for, uh, for Rebirth. Uh, they might. I mean, they, they had DLC for Remake, yeah. technically. Did yeah. you go yeah. back oh. and play Ret... Was it, what's it called? Retro... Ret, what's the... Integrate. Integrate. I was going to say Retrograde. Yeah, I played... I was I was playing it again, actually, recently. And that, that has a 60 frames patch on it and everything, so... Um, but uh, I'll be ready for GTA 6, at least, with the PS5 Pro. Get a steady. Dean Park says no DLC for Rebirth, so no sorry. DLC. Okay. 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 So, okay. No, no PS5 I'll, Pro for you. Yeah, I'll be ready for GTA 6. Let's uh, let's move over to the Xbox games that were officially announced for PS5. We talked about the ones that went to the Switch as well, but along with the those games we originally mentioned with Grounded and Pentiment, Hi-Fi Rush, and Sea of Thieves. Those are going to the PS5. It's my understanding that Hi-Fi Rush isn't on the current Switch, but apparently there are reports that it would be going to the Nintendo's next system whenever that happens. So I feel like maybe they just couldn't get Hi-Fi Rush running on the Switch the way they wanted it to. So they'll, they'll look towards the next system. People who are wondering what that was about. But Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush on the PS5. We have Hi-Fi Rush that is going to PlayStation 5 on March 19th. Then Sea of Thieves is going on April 30th. 
So these are coming out pretty quick. I, I mean, seriously, Hi-Fi Rush is out in th- three and a half weeks, and then Sea of Thieves out in two months, and then Pentiment is already out, as we saw, and then Grounded is coming out April 16th. So that's a pretty quick release cadence, and it does make me wonder if we'll have other Xbox games go to other platforms before the end of this year, the way that they're kind of rifling through these. But I am curious, out of these games we just looked at, which which game do you think will benefit the most from going to another platform out of these four? Uh, Honestly, Thieves, uh, right? I think Sea of Thieves will. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like, Hi-Fi Rush will be, will will have, um, will do well on PlayStation, I think. Because it's a, it's, it's a quality game, and I think, you know, PlayStation fans would, would really like to play that, embrace the game, and enjoy it. But I think as far as a game that, that has long-term sustainability, I think Sea of Thieves is definitely the one. Grounded may do something, I guess, but, like, Sea of Thieves for me is, is the one. Okay. I was going to say, I was going to say grounded actually out of, mm. out of these ones. And the reason I was I mean, going to say mind. that is because they managed to get it on the switch. And I can actually see gr- grounded does kind of have that Minecraft look and feel to it at times with what you can do in it. Yes. Yeah, survival, but you also do a lot of crafting and building and stuff. And I almost wonder if grounded could perform decent in like Japan, for example, where, uh, where Minecraft is very popular and that, I mean, that being a, a live service game that would then have crossplay across Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, and PC, I feel like that would really help their their overall uh, concurrent player count and would make Grounded much more relevant, actually. So they say that they already had they've already had twenty million players for Grounded, just between wow. Xbox and PC. So I'm kind of envisioning Switch and PlayStation just tacking on maybe double that overall. Then so that that might. That might be a big one there for me. Yeah, but look, not, 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 to, not to give Xbox a hard time, but what does 20 million players mean? Someone that installed <laughs> the game and launched it? Because that's, that's me. Like, we, we've played, I mean, you, me, Sean, and, and Nate, we've played Sea of Thieves before. We've put in some hours into the game, but I want to know, like, concurrently, how many people are playing the game right now? You know what I mean? Mm. That's, that's really what we're, we're looking at. And how many people are going to, play it on playstation right rather than someone that's installed it because it's free and they you know launch the game i mean that's really i think the big test for microsoft to see how many people actually jump on see if these but i think you know it's a smart move to get that game on on playstation so you know hopefully it'll it'll do well yeah i kind of wish that game was coming to switch i know it like can't really it probably wouldn't be able to run very well but I wish there was some way that they could have, I don't know, gotten it on that console because like that's Rare's new-ish game, right? They have so much legacy on the on Nintendo. It might be kind of cool to to finally get something like that. But yeah, and we don't have like a lot of experiences like that on the Switch, you know. So that could like fill a Hmm. fill a market gap a little bit. But but I understand why. Maybe maybe Switch too. Maybe not. But yeah, I kind of feel like microsoft will probably line up some releases for nintendo's next system early on maybe in that first year the way that they're rolling right now so like i i wouldn't be shocked if hi-fi rush was there in the first month or two as as a Mm -hmm. as a launch window title but sea of thieves is one that rare's been working on that game forever right that was in 2018 i think yeah yeah Yeah. so it's been been six years and almost yeah so i I feel like that's a 10-year project for them minimum and they'll just keep working on it. It's it's pretty successful for them. So, uh, Hi-Fi Rush, though, I am curious how that'll sell on the PS5. I think it'll do pretty well. But Tango when just I needs an... to be 
getting the backing anyway. When I got an Xbox, the first game I played was um, Sea of Thieves. And I actually really like it. Yeah, no, I think it's great. But Hmm? I think it's more fun with people, though. I think you got to have friends to play that game. Like, it's kind of boring by yourself. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, if you you play that game by yourself... I don't have any friends. Ah, it's <laughs> pretty friend free. No, it's a joke. I, I don't. I, I don't dislike Sea of Thieves. It's. It's not. Yeah, it's not very good if you play it by yourself because usually you need somebody to go downstairs, look at the map, and then somebody else to steer, and then somebody else to tell them where to steer. Like MG right. and I were trying to do it, and uh, he was steering, and I was like trying to navigate, and I what was, and we cra- We ended up crashing the ship. We just crashed into an island. We and we like, sunk our boat. It was embarrassing. MBG was yeah, because whenever you crash, you have to get like wood or planks to go repair it at the bottom. Yeah, you got to get buckets right. and, and get all the water out of the hull, and then you got to repair the ship. Yep, it's a lot of busy yep. work. So yeah. so he's uh he was steering, and I was up on the mast like trying to direct, and it was like nighttime, I think too, so he couldn't even see well. But I was like left, left, left. Okay, no, right, right, left, left. I'll get the planks. <laughs> it just crashed immediately into the thing. So it was, uh, uh, it didn't work out. We weren't very good at sailing around. I'll say that we we're very good at crashing, but it was, yeah, uh, we talked about, I, I mean, I've mentioned like streaming games a couple of times, but like that too, you know, like, like streamers have a lot of power right now to like throw these games to the forefront a lot of times. So hmm. like, you know, now that they're putting sea of thieves on, you know, hopefully maybe everything in a couple of years, I think, um, you know, it has a really good potential to come back and be a big, big thing. I did notice something else with this, though, because obviously these games are officially announced and stuff. It kind of feels like just looking around online. Of course, this is the social media space. It kind of feels like the morale around Xbox is like super low right now. I don't, know, is, I don't think that's just me seeing this either. Like just oh, from like it's always low. <laughs> I like follow, it, it feels like it's all time low right now. I follow a lot of Xbox guys on Twitter, so <laughs> um, there's a lot of stuff that's being said right now. Definitely, it seems uh, morale might be a bit low, but I think that uh, the thing about mor- morale is that it can change depending on like one year to another, right? Like things can change very quickly. So if Microsoft becomes the biggest publisher ever or whatever then think we get away more games because of it i think then morale changes is it right is it the microsoft or the or the games themselves or is the morale around the box because that's i kind of feel like it's the system that morale is like super low around right now because it just doesn't feel like microsoft cares much about it people don't like change you know this is a, a big change this is something that's you know we're used to having consoles have their exclusives right and that's just what we're used to. And now they're saying, no, you know, it's not necessarily going to be that way. So I think people just don't like that aspect is obviously um, scary for some. And does that mean Xbox is dumb? But I, I don't think so. I think Microsoft has enough to where they can make their system still have some exclusives here and there or timed exclusives. And then it comes over to something later and they can make a ton of money and fund way more games and actually not lay off people. Right. So I think. I think at the very end of the day, right, I think it might be something that's positive for their, specifically for their business, because everybody's different, you know? Mm. Um, Connection's so. wonking out a little. I think, oh, we Phil, stream? I think Phil Spencer stepped in and took our stream <laughs> yeah, down. You heard what we were saying? Yeah. No more of that. The whole chat just erupted in Fs. <laughs> We good now. I think we're, says we're good. <laughs> we just refresh people. Uh, YouTube's um, been having YouTube's been having issues. Well, I've no, had this... a couple 
My yeah. connection's going um, down, it looks like. I don't know. Yeah, because like Twitch is fine. Like I was streaming, there was a couple times this week I was streaming and Twitch was fine, but YouTube, YouTube went down, you know? So that's definitely a YouTube thing. I don't know if Xbox has a morale no. problem. Because um, I mean, if you look at, you know, their quarterly earnings and stuff, they're making the most amount of money they've ever made. So things are obviously good as far as the business side is, is going. But I don't disagree with what you're saying, John. Like, I feel like there is a little bit of uncertainty going forward with Xbox, the brand itself. I think, you know, there are people that have been uh, Xbox followers for many, many years that don't like, like the direction they seem to be taking. There's a lot of uncertainty about whether these four games that they've made multi-plat are just going to be four games and that's it, or if they're going to continue to, you know, open the door up for other games. I think they will, honestly. I don't, I don't necessarily have any specific games in mind that they would do that to, but I think this is something where they're going to continue to do. So there's definitely a lot of people that are just not sure about the direction Xbox is going right now, but I don't necessarily think things are bad. I think they have a plan and a vision to kind of bring their games everywhere. Mark, uh, Phil keeps talking about, you know, playing Xbox games everywhere. Um, so I think really they're just kind of executing on that. So we'll see. I mean, honestly, I think the real test will be at the end of this generation where Xbox is at as far as their customer base and how they're doing as far as, you know, company and the number of games they have trying to get as many first-party games out as they possibly can. But we'll see. I mean, this is definitely an interesting year for them. And look, I, I think they're on the right path, but... You know, we'll we'll just have to see where it goes. Well, do you think, let's say, because we see gaming change constantly, like 20 years ago, things were completely different than they are now. Mm -hmm. Do you think in 20 years, so 20 years from now, 2044, you think we'll look back on this moment that Microsoft said we're going to put our games on other platforms as the right move or was it the mistake that did cost you, them? Did you say 2044? Yeah, twenty years from now, John, I'll be fucking in the ground at twenty in twenty forty four. I don't, I don't care about what happens in twenty forty four. I'll be, 15, I'll be gone. We'll do, we'll do fifteen years. Yeah, you'll be, you'll be, you'll still be here. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, I, I don't know, John. I mean, that that's that's a very difficult question to to answer. But I think, look, I, I think you know, if anything comes out of this. Xbox really, you know, gave it gave it their role. I think they tried to go with the market uh, in some ways they kind of dictated you know the market themselves but ultimately um i think you know this approach of buying up a lot of studios and trying to get as many first party games under their belt as they can is their way that they believe is going to you know make them successful look i, I heard an interesting quote the other day and i didn't really gave it to give it too much thought but it is interesting i keep thinking about Xbox has been buried pretty much every generation except for the 360 generation, but they even they even lost that in the end to Sony, right? Like they had they had a good couple of years where they were dominating, but if you look at Xbox as as a whole from the start to now, they've been third place. You know, like they they've, they've just they've been buried. So um, you know, this is their push to to really get to the forefront of video games. So look, we'll just have to see how how it goes for them. So the, the stream was lagging on YouTube, Evan, but not on Twitter. 
I it's the thing is it's still lagging, and I know Discord's saying it's kind of dropping in and out of a connection. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I see it here. In the hold on, let me see. Is YouTube it just is YouTube? Not receiving enough video to maintain smooth streaming, as such viewers will experience buffering. Yeah, yeah it's. I mean, it's working on YouTube, but it's. You might have to drop back a few seconds in the stream itself to maintain it. Mm. But like, yeah, I noticed over on, on over on Twitter where we're streaming, it seems to be streaming fine. I don't know if YouTube is doing something weird right now or something's acting up. Oh, it's fine on Twitter. What? Yeah. What? 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 <laughs> how People's much uh, bandwidth are you using, or how much? Normally, it's around three k, but I'm looking at it now, and I'm guessing it's trying to catch back up because for a little bit there, it was at twenty four k. People, people are saying it's people are saying it's working now. It. Okay, I'm still getting back. drop frames, but it's given me this huge bandwidth number that it's trying to, I guess, catch back up. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. We'll, we'll monitor it then. Uh, like I said, it seemed to be working over on uh, Twitter, so I don't know if it was a YouTube thing that just aired out or something crazy was going on, because I held, I had the Twitter one up next to the YouTube one, and YouTube was stuttering and doing some crazy stuff, and then Twitter was fine, so... Uh, yeah, I have Twitter on my YouTube. phone right now. It looks totally fine. Yeah, I think it was probably it's, YouTube. It's just YouTube, because that happened to me multiple times this All week. Right, it's back to Which green is, for me. We started talking about the Xbox stuff and what was going on, and it just started happening, so I don't know. Microsoft. It wasn't my internet chat. I got a lot of accusations <laughs> there. Your, your Amish internet <laughs> is attacking me. Internet? <laughs> They're like, Josie's internet, internet is contagious. I was like, no, just, no, no, just no. Your presence here yeah, is doing it. Uh, no, no. All right. I, uh, I, I don't know. That, that's the thing I'm curious about because uh, if Microsoft ends up taking this chance and it doesn't work out how they want, I don't know, that's going to be that's going to look really bad in like 15 years. I, I give it 15 years, MVG, okay? 20, 2039. You'll still be around then? 2039? Yeah, we'll see. You'll still maybe. be doing Boomer versus Zoomer then? Oh, yeah. Well, you won't wait. Josie I'll be a be Boomer a... by then. <laughs> Josie's not going to be a <laughs> Switch. Zoomer anymore. Well, it'll still be a Zoomer. It'll just... Yeah, that, that doesn't oh, yeah. go... That doesn't yeah. change, OJ. That's not something yeah, that goes away. My bad, I forgot. People are mad that we... You'll be doing Zuma versus whatever the next gen, gen is. Yeah, Zuma versus Gen Alpha. It'd be Doomer or something. Just some the end times. Goomer. <laughs> the, uh, we, had, we had an update from WB on Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which uh, I don't know if anyone's seen the concurrent player count on Steam. It's not great. It's under 1,000 people. Yeah, is it like five or yeah. something? <laughs> not going well. Helldivers they... beat its butt. Yeah, they they did. Uh, WB did have a a conference call, and they said we we are lapping the release of Hogwarts Legacy in February last year, which saw the largest portion of its very positive financial impact in the first quarter. This year, Suicide Squad, one of our key video game releases in 2024, has fallen short of our expectations since its release earlier in the quarter, setting our games business up for a tough year-over-year -year comp in quarter one. That is a shame. Yeah. I don't think it's surprising, but it, it's a shame to hear that Rocksteady spent seven years working on this thing, and uh, it's so. I want to hear MVG. What what is it? So you've been in the development side. How does it feel? Like you know, like what are, what are they feeling at this point? You know, like they've been working on this game forever, and it's kind of flopped, right? So what's the? I think they'd the... be feeling very deflated right now. Um, yeah, it's tough to really answer, but like, you know, as a developer, like you look at when a game 
launches, you, you look at how things are going, right? Like you, you don't just sit there and, and, and not look at sales numbers and the reaction to things. I mean, you look at Twitter, you look at sales, you look at Steam charts, you look at all that stuff, right? And they're probably feeling really deflated about how things are going right now. I don't know. I guess the, the only part that I'm confused about is why they felt like this would be more successful than it was. I know that's a, you know a hard thing to say, but sometimes you have to have a reality check here. And I feel like this game was one of those scenarios where they were, number one, though, this game has been in development for so many years. It's been in development for such a long, long time. Um, and I feel like they just kind of missed, really, they missed the window and they missed the window by a lot, not, not, not like a year. They missed the window by like a couple of years, right? Like, I feel like if this game came out, you know, two, two and a half years ago, maybe things would have been a lot better for them. I think it would have been received more successfully and it would have done a lot better. Um, game development obviously takes a long, long time and delays happen and things happen. I don't think they anticipated that this game would come out when it did. And I think ultimately they just had to make a call to get this game out no matter what. And unfortunately, you know, that's the situation they're in. So look, it's, it sucks, you know, it really does. But I think there's definitely a lesson here about, you know, chasing trends in video games. Um, they're not the only studio that that's done this. We've seen this happen before. Babylon's Fall is another one that comes to mind that, you know, that just I kind of- I forgot about that one. Yeah, I mean, um, so really, you know, if you are going to invest in a in a game like that, um, number one, you have to be you have to be absolutely sure that you have the target audience for it that's going to pick it up and not, you know, um, think about like chasing trends, right? But number two, more importantly, that you have to make sure that your your timelines are accurate. You can't you can't delay games, you know, for a couple of years because you've completely missed your window at that point. So I think really they're just trying to salvage what they can from this game, which is unfortunate because. Somewhere in there, there is, I guess there is a decent game, but like, it's just way too late. You know, people have, have, have moved on. People are thinking about, you know, other things right now. And it's just unfortunate that, you know, that that's happened really. I do feel for the development team. It's not their fault. They were just doing their jobs. Um, ultimately, someone higher up made the decision to continue working on this game and get it out. So... I need to I need to hear the see the documentary or something behind the scenes of what happened with this game because that's it it's such a disaster looking from the outside in for this. So it, the fact that they said that they're going to stick to it with updates, like they've already committed to that and there's just not a lot of people playing this game right now, that's also kind of concerning because it's it if you think you can turn it around by getting on to the next game, you, this is the situation with live service. You got to decide if you're going to support that game and stick with it for a while, or if you're going to shift your resources to making a new game, are they the really going to stick with suicide squad this whole time? The other thing that I keep thinking about John is how Seton hall and the other founder left the company mm -hmm. during its development. And look, it's easier to just to have a marketing or some type of, you know, announcement on Twitter that they've left and 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 everything is is on track but when when your studio heads depart a company that they founded that's a pretty big deal you know what I mean? you know what i mean that's that's not something that you can just hand wave and say oh it's no big deal you know um, we're still on track obviously that had some impact on this game's development i feel like yep. so you can't you can't you know just hand wave stuff like that 
Yep. They went off and made their a new studio in uh, actually last. We talked about this last month. A uh, hundred star. So they have a new studio. Don't know what they're working on, but there you go. Uh, that's my that's my concern is they're going to just sit on Suicide Squad working on it for the next year and a half to two years or something. And it just never pans out. And then it's like, OK, now Rocksteady spent a decade on this game when they could have done anything else. And that's that would be my question now is. Let's say you could you could tell them what to do next. Be like, OK, this is the next thing you're going to go do. What, what would you have Rocksteady go go off and do what, what game? What IP? What would you make them go work on next? I think you've got to go back to what made them successful in the first place and, and spin up a new Arkham game. OK, you know, a brand okay. new Arkham game. You know, I, like I, I'm not yeah. saying you have to make it really um, ambitious and overly, you know, um, complicated but mm-hmm. that's what made that's what put them on the map in the first place so go back you know go back to the world go back to i know it's a it's a safe thing to say but like people like rocks steady because of the arkham game so give I, the people what they want i think it'd be cool if they did batman beyond when did oh. that uh, right that would be cool and that i mean yeah take them a while super but cool I feel like that would get people really excited again for a Rocksteady game if they that they that seems like a a series and IP that would do really well with video games. I know we've had Batman Beyond game, but we had one on the PS1, I think, at one point. But that that feels like a, a series that should do really, really well with all the obviously Batman has all kinds of cool gadgets. But then you're like further in the future with Batman Beyond uh, that that would be really cool. That's to me the way I'd go because I still think a Superman game would be kind of hard for them to make I feel like I it, it seems easy to be like oh you'll just be really powerful but then there's like not much challenge then in Superman and there's reason that there just hasn't been a good Superman game ever so I I feel like a Batman Beyond game would be the way to go stick in the Batman universe like you Sammy G but change things up a little bit and go that route that would be that would be cool but I feel like they're gonna stick with so so I'll I'll get Suicide Squad when it's like. I'll pick it up too. Yeah, Ten bucks, or twenty bucks, or something. I'll yeah. give it a look. Yeah, when 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 um Thanksgiving comes around and it's discounted, I'll pick it up. That might be a game that I, you know, I wouldn't be shocked because that is a live service type game. I wouldn't be shocked if that ended up in um, Game Pass or if it ended up in PlayStation Plus or something before the end of this year. Like that would not surprise me. So maybe I'll try it out there then <laughs> if it goes in, but a $70 game and it's like, ah, I don't know. That's, that's, uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'll, I'll pass on that for now. Let's see. Oh, and I, I had to touch on this because this is like MBG's game right here. And he bought the collector's edition. Little town hero. Elden ring, man. Oh, <laughs> Elden ring. Shout out to the archery. We had the full, we had the full trailer for it. The whole yeah. deal. It was um, it was hilarious because the stream was like 50 minutes long and like 47 minutes of it was just a countdown timer because the trailer was three minutes long. But I mean, it went to number one trending immediately. It was like five million views in, in a half a day. It was a lot of excitement around it. And we found out that Elden Ring, the base game, has sold roughly 23 million copies now, which is super impressive for a Souls game. But the collector's edition is $250 and MVG posted his receipt on, on Twitter buying it. <laughs> I just, dude, it, I want, the, I want the statue on the art book. I, I understand that there is no uh, physical copy. You know, you just get you a code or whatever. Though. 
I already have the game. Yeah. Look, it would have been nice to have a complete physical edition, of course, with the DLC added. Uh, I do think that is a miss by Bandai Namco. I think they should try to rectify that. They probably won't, but, you know, a lot of people are obviously unhappy about that. But look, I bought the collector's edition because I love Elden Ring and I want that statue, I want that art book, I want all the merch with the, with the game. Um, for me, I'm very, very excited about this. I don't normally get hyped about DLC, but this one I feel like is kind of meaty enough to have a really good experience with. I, I need to install reinstall the game, John, maybe a couple of weeks before oh, it comes out and just get familiar with it again. Um, like I've beaten the game uh, and I've got a pretty high level character uh, at the moment, but man, I need to get yeah, familiar with that game again because I want to get completely bodied. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's such, such a great game. I can't wait to get back into that universe. I, I love Elden Ring. It's so cool. That's a that's a game I'm gonna go back to and just get destroyed for the for like the first hour, just trying to remember the controls again. Does yep. the collector's edition come with the game or no? It the, only comes yeah. with a code a voucher. for the expansion. Oh. Yeah, and that's that's why a lot of people are like, well, wh why? You know, what, what are you doing here? But I don't know, like, uh, nothing really surprises me anymore. Like, I think Starfield was the same, right? Um, you got a code for the game. You didn't get the actual game on a disc. Uh, and I do think that, you know, if you are doing a collector's edition, you should have a physical disc. I mean, Resident Evil 4 Remake last year, it came with the disc the collector's edition uh, and many collector's editions obviously have you know the disc as well but look i just want the i just want the statue this they is also off have topic like but i just bought little town hero because it was like the <laughs> physical collector's edition do you have was, do you have the best... collector's edition well I, I i just ordered it it was on ebay for like 10 bucks for the switch i was like that's so rad okay cool. they, go, they, go my they bought that thing thinking he was he's gonna have like a the rare piece in his collection uh, yeah sean told me that on game and talk and i was like oh no way and then i like looked it up and it the first one popped up ten dollars just buy it right away on it and it was sealed still i was like let's absolutely go goddamn game freak <laughs> keep disappointing uh, yeah me. have fun with that game in jersey <laughs> mm. <laughs> You're yeah. gonna you're gonna come back here next week and be like, I didn't play Final Fantasy VII Rebirth because I was playing Little Town, Little Town Hero. Hero. <laughs> My gosh. <sighs> anyway, the Elden Ring expansion has new weapons, skills, magic. There's ten new boss fights. There's they said some are gonna be uh, equal in difficulty to some of the the final bosses in in Elden Ring. Oof. So yep, yep. The surface area is gonna be larger than Limgrave. So this would be a pretty sizable expansion area then to explore. They did mention that going between surface and dungeons is going to be more seamless. Like there's going to be something in between. I'm not really sure. They were trying to describe it without spoiling it. So I'm not really sure what they're talking about there. Uh, and it is coming out June 21st. So we still have, we still have like four months for it, but they do have a complete edition for $80. That includes the base game and then the DL or the expansion that normally would be $40 on top of it. So it's uh it's set up. I'm uh I'm excited. I'm excited. FromSoft's expansions usually are pretty good, and this apparently is the largest one they've ever made. So I uh I'm ready to jump back into it, but I'll probably wait until like the beginning of June to get back into it, just to try to get the rust off, as Evan said, ahead of uh oh, ahead yeah. of release. You know you didn't try Elden Ring, did you, Josie? Um 
I don't have it, but I've played it a little bit. It's very good. I just didn't have the time when it came out, so I, I might go back and check it out. I'm not a Souls person, but I know it's, like, not quite so crazy, or or it's, what? like, there's it's so like much more world. to it than, yeah, than just being a Souls game. So I'm super interested in it. If I ever get enough time, I'd love to, like, you know, really play it, but... It takes a while. Like it is a long yeah. game, technically. Like I know MG spent like hundred some odd hours in it. Uh, yeah, I I, I I think my save file is about 140 hours. Yeah, my my first playthrough was like 80 something hours just to get mm. through it once. So and then there's a, like a stupid amount of stuff to do outside of just going through the game. So people apparently there's still something in the game people haven't discovered yet. Yeah, so many secrets. Exactly. So. The yeah. thing I really like about it is, and I'll be, I'll be very clear, I'm not really a big Souls person. Like, I love Bloodborne, right? That's probably my other favorite Souls game. But I didn't really care OJ's going to kill me. I didn't like Sekiro very much. I thought, I just didn't like it. Uh, Dark Souls, I mean, it's fine. Um, Demon Souls was okay. But I didn't really connect with those games. But I really liked Elden Ring because... It kind of opens it up to a more kind of casual audience because you can basically just run around. Um, you get bodied by a boss. You can go off and do something else, get some levels, come back and like whip its ass, you know. So it's not like you're stuck at a certain point in the game. There's so many things you can do, um, and you can just run around and and get more gear, better gear, better levels, and then come back and just kind of destroy bosses. I remember when I first beat the game, then I did New Game Plus. And the first couple of bosses, you can literally just run through them very, very quickly until you get to like the middle of the game and then it gets hard again. So it's it's a good time. Yeah, very good game. Very good game. So I'm excited for the expansion. Let's, uh, let me go over to some of the super chats here. Oh, by the way, MG, they did talk about Bloodborne that did come up with Miyazaki yep. in the interview. I don't know if you saw that. I did. But uh, I did. he was uh, couldn't really say much about it. That was kind of weird. Well, I mean, Sony owns uh, uh, Sony owns the 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 name, so I, I I I get where he's coming from. You know, like couldn't comment on it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. You, I mean, are you trying to imply that something's mm. happening with with Bloodborne? Uh, I kind of just no. I just feel like it's not his place to talk about a game that doesn't belong to From Software. It belongs to Sony. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when um, you know uh, Platinum was talking about Bayonetta. They basically said it's up to Nintendo. You know, they'll decide when it comes out. They'll decide when it's announced. You know, don't bother us. You know, we're we're working on it type of thing. So I kind of treat it the same way as that. I mean, maybe something's happening with it. I'd I'd I'd, I'd be very happy if it did, but I didn't really read more into that than just what was said personally. Let's see. We have Tjo says, "How does Helldivers on PS3 and Vita compare to two? Well, the first Helldivers was like isometric view. This one is much more like close, up close and personal with yeah, the action. You're, I'll you're say in that. it. You're in it. Yeah. So it's uh, this is definitely a different perspective. Gabriel says, "Thank you, Spawncast crew, for making this podcast, and I appreciate your videos, John. I always look forward to your Spawn news vids. Shout out from MD." What up, Khalil, with no message. Thanks, thanks Khalil. Herbie says, uh, Bellatro just came out. It's getting good reviews. I don't know what that is. Bellatro. Not sure. SB says, question for the group. 
what percentage of the games that you pick up do you actually finish? How big is your backlog? My my backlog is is quite large because it's like almost the entire GameCube collection at this point, but uh, a, a good amount. It, it depends. Like certain games you get, like I'll pick up just to just to see how, what they are exactly for like a podcast or a show or something, and it's just not clicking with me. Usually, I don't try to force through a game unless it's Saints Row, just for principle or Redfall. <laughs> So usually if it if it's not working, I just I just leave it on the shelf and call it a day. But I'd say for the most part. Yeah, I, for the most part, I finish, I'd say, like at least 50 percent of the games I get. I try to yeah. beat all the games I, I buy on principle. Yeah, I'm the same way. OK, my, and my backlog is massive. I can never. I don't know. Every time I come on the show, I get like five more, and then I all these retro games I got to play. I don't even want to mention my backlog. It it is insane. That's the, that's the thing is like if you have a backlog, you'll be able to finish it when you're retired. Look at it that way. Go Forty years. There you go. Actually, no, it's yeah. seventy now, right? So actually, fifty years for me. There you go. Rastendo says, uh, "Let's see." Oh, since MG now works for LRG, does he know when we get an LRG EU branch? And are we getting physical LRG stores in Sweden? I I, I don't know the answer <laughs> to that. I don't know. Sorry, I can't really. Could have been a carbon engine question, huh? <laughs> be a, a a physical store question. Are there physical stores anywhere? Yes, there is one. Oh. Yeah, they're in, actually really cool. There is one in North Carolina. Yeah, they're named yeah, California. You've, you've been there, haven't you? Mm -mm. You've been there once. I have. Yeah, I have. Um, they were talking about maybe opening one up in California. I don't know if if anything came of that. Um, I will say though that right now, with everything that's happening in the industry, it's probably not something that's going to happen at the moment. But opening, never say never. They may. Uh, they may open up another opening store. one in California. Get that. Get that rent money ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the picture expensive. The pictures yeah. of that store look awesome, though. Uh, it it's looks a, like it's a an awesome right store. out of an old school like blockbuster. So they have the, right, the same carpet with the triangles kind of on the ground, right? And stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's an awesome store. It looks awesome in pictures. Let's see. This is from this is from Child of Ya says researchers have developed a very big disk that can store up to two hundred terabytes of data and may represent a return to optical media for long term storage. I heard about this. Like they somehow figured out how to get multiple layers on the disc, oh. like like a hundred layers or something like that. So they, you know, expanded the size. But it's hard for me to imagine going back to optical storage at this point. What do you as think? Much the, as it pains me to say that. What do you think the cost is on that? Oof. Like to to get one of those, and then the other question would be, what's the read speed? That yeah, we what is there? that read speed? to to, uh, to retrieve some of that data yeah that, that would be my only things because if we put a game in our playstation or xbox now it has to copy it to the system and something i've noticed especially recently is it takes longer to copy from the disc right now than it does to download the game so it, it is interesting that we are to that point where our internet connection is faster than our optical drive can read so joseph says uh Anime collecting is still a great reason to still purchase Blu-ray videos. David says, have anyone played Penny's Big Breakaway yet? Anyone reviewing the game? It is a really good game, in my opinion. Speedrunners are killing the leaderboards. Yeah, I, you see some of those leaderboards pop up, and these people are getting through these levels in, like, less than 30 seconds most times. This is some crazy stuff. 
but uh, I'll, sp I'll spend more time with it. Basically, what I do is every now and then I, I, I turn the PS5 on, jump in the game and go through two levels or so. So I'm, I'm going to keep working through it. Hector says, if Sony makes a PlayStation PC launcher, do you think Microsoft develops a Windows mode for their rumored Steam Deck like handheld, forcing every PlayStation game on that launcher to play on the Xbox handheld through Windows? Smart player, no. I think whenever Microsoft does their handheld, because I, I feel like they are going to do it, it's going to be like the Steam Deck where you just get whatever OS they give you to start with, and then that's kind of it, and it'll be an Xbox-looking system. So it'll be like your Xbox series, just in handheld form with Game Pass. Master Detective says, uh, Hey, Josie, I know you're not an anime fan, but I highly recommend uh, Freerin Journey's End. It's pretty tame without the risque stuff. Vibes. I'm looking okay. for some that aren't, like, insane, so I was open to them. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I'm not, it's too, it's too tropey for me. It's, like, too aggressive. What you looking for? Know. A slice too of life? <laughs> I just want to, I just want to chill one that's kind of funny, has some good vibes, you know? Ooh, I got one for you. Death Note. All right. Wow, oh, that I've heard about Death just Note. like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, Death Note, it's, it's kind of crazy, but it's chill. It's not all, and there's nothing like over-sexualized or anything that I remember in, in Death Note. But yeah, Death Note's really good. And there's a really yeah. crappy movie too. If you want to watch like a live action movie, you can watch that too. All right. This is from- And it's short. And it's also short. It's not yeah. very long at all. This is from Young Goku says, I know every Final Fantasy switches battle systems, but it feels like FF7 Remake and Rebirth figured out the happy medium of action and tactics in RPG. Super excited for Rebirth. Yeah, the battle system in Rebirth is very good. So I, I like what I'm seeing with it. I hope they do something like weird and different with 17, though. So I, I, don't, I don't necessarily want them to take Rebirth and, and probably what they do with the next one where they continue to evolve that that this battle system should just stay with this trilogy. And I want them to do something completely different with 17. Like to, if, usually when they go off and do a new numbered Final Fantasy, they come up with some new battle system or, or wrinkle for it. I'd prefer them to do it with 17 as well. Maybe not as action-based as 16, but they throw something else in there with, with 17 to kind of change it up a bit. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they're going to copy what they've done with either one of these, you know, um, especially with 16. So, yeah, I see them doing something completely different, maybe even having a hybrid, like a crazier hybrid. Like, look at, like, Metaphor Refantazio. That's, like, a straight-up turn-based and action RPG mix that kind of blended in together. So maybe they mm -hmm. try something, their version of that, you know? This is from Mike, who says, can't wait for Tuesday. Hopefully some good Pokemon news. Uh, we'll be talking mm -hmm. about that next weekend. Here's hoping it's not just merchandise and and uh, anime stuff. I want a new uh, Legends game. That would be that'd actually be pretty cool. To see that. Yeah, probably not a new Legends. I want a new Legends game, but probably not at this one. Let's go gold and silver. I'll play that. Uh, it's better than nothing. I... <laughs> I love Coke Slurpee says I'm a longtime Nintendo and Sony gamer, mostly playing JRPGs and single player games. I don't hate Microsoft, but the 360 was their only console I bought. Why should I buy an Xbox? What do they have? Hmm. What would you buy an Xbox for? I mean, Halo? I would say the main reason, I mean, you don't have a reason to buy an Xbox right now at this point. <laughs> there is no reason to buy an Xbox. Um, cause you're not like online, right? I, Coke Slurpees, shout outs to you, man. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, there's no reason unless you want to play like I would say online and community. What makes Xbox really good to me is 
if you've got friends to play the online the community i think if you like the controller the online stuff that was like you know that would be the biggest thing but if you have playstation and, and microsoft or nintendo i mean yeah. yeah i think the xbox is the good that's generally the multiplayer box i think for a yeah. lot of people like that's mostly what i guess what i would i would use the xbox for like call of duty or something like that personally mm-hmm. um and then the single player stuff i do think of nintendo and playstation generally first before i think of the xbox so or like halo like halo is all online for me yeah i did the single player campaign stuff even the co-op campaign stuff but that's limited and eventually you just go online and just play constantly that way so they uh they have a lot of good multiplayer experiences though that's what i'll say man beyond says why did wb make suicide squad a live service are they stupid <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> no, they, uh, they 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 were planning it in the in the hype of the the yes. live service, right? Destiny and all that's when they were planning it, but it took so long to come out. You know, we had gotten so many other games. Chasing yeah. trends, you, you can't do it if you're a triple A studio and you're going to take at least five or six years to to bring a game out. Don't bother. Don't bother. Come up with something unique and interesting rather than just chasing trends. It's gonna it's gonna fail. Yeah, Nintendo did that kind of with Splatoon, right? They they took their chance at a mm-hmm. live service and they and yep. made it their own though. So I think that's really mm-hmm. important. But the the difference though, I will say is like I personally feel that it's very important to add in stuff that's not always online. It's not always obviously like Helldivers, but I think that having a single player, having like local co-op or whatever you're going to do, I think that helps even if your live service part isn't the best. At least you have something you can fall back on, right? Like, um, you right. Know, that's so what that, Nintendo did with Splatoon. There's people yeah, who don't yeah. even play Splatoon online, but they just like the the campaign, you know. Or you, yeah, you can play like the 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 expansion single player stuff, right? So I think that's also an issue for me with some of the, especially if you're spending seventy dollars. Now, if you're spending forty dollars on Hell Divers, then it's it's not as bad of a blow. But if you're spending seventy, kind of want you know maybe like <laughs> at least some single player offline stuff, you know, some other things right. that I can do. Like I would love even for Hell Divers. When I can't log on to the servers, it'd be cool if there's a nice little, like, you know, four or five hour campaign replay, it, have some stuff there. So, um, you know, personally to me, I think if, if you are going to do that, make some, don't cut the corners, make the single player stuff too while you're at it. You know, I mean, I know that game development isn't easy, but it would be nice. Like, I think the, uh, the mechanics in Suicide Squad are like fun, like the shooting and all that, that stuff's pretty good. Like, it's not like it controls like trash or anything like that, you know? So... It would have been nice if there was some single player offline stuff. You know, I think that could have helped mitigate things. Andy Taylor says, I sympathize with the devs who put in the work only to have decisions made that they likely couldn't control. I legit wanted to try it, but couldn't pretend to identify as a shark man. Hold on. No, it's fine. See, CJ says thoughts on little devils inside back from the dead. Yeah, it was random. They just dropped the trailer. Apparently people in the studio left and it's, it's still happening just like 10 years later. So there you go. Chris W with a little sticker here. And then South coast says who's still playing F zero 99. I'm not. No, I dabble sometimes, but okay. I'm glad that they're still updating it though. There's they, they, they keep pushing updates for it. Yeah. I think it has a pretty decent player base. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. people who go back. So, happy for it mike says josie watch cowboy bebop it's a good one i've also heard of that one yeah okay. put it on the list 
DC Fat Cat says, take my money as Sean was too busy for the show. He's watching the Knicks and Celtics. I, I don't know how that was going for him, but. I think they lost. Well, that explains why he's not here. <laughs> so Celtiverse. Oh, well, <laughs> any any chance the Battlefront collection runs at 120 FPS on PS5 and Xbox Series? Ooh, that'd be nice. That'd be nice if it would. Nice With one. the 64 say, player multiplayer? I don't think so. Just a clean 60. Clean 60. I think a clean 60 is I'll fine. Take I'll take it go around here as we finish up let's go to Josie Woe where can everyone find you uh you can find me on YouTube at Josie Woe I'm gonna have some videos out uh in like a couple days Wednesday and Friday and Boomer versus Zoomer should be out probably Friday or Wednesday one of the two um and yeah thank you guys so much for having me yeah go over to MVG you can find me on YouTube at Modern Vintage Gamer I'm working on a video right now that will probably come out on Monday, but if it doesn't, it's Tuesday. And we may have the return of Nate the Hate next week. We'll Woo. see. Why? What's happening next week? Nothing. We're just uh-huh. thinking about recording an episode. Uh-huh. Uh, I did notice over on Streamlabs, there were a few. Uh, Alan said, what are your thoughts on Alan Wake 2 selling just $1.3 for Remedy? I feel like the industry paraded this game around only for it to still fall off a cliff. Game of the Year contender and graphical masterpiece that nobody showed up to play. Hope Remedy profited. They Remedy didn't profit they were... so far. So far. I mean, of course, they, it's not profitable yet, but it might will be. Um, there was an Insider Gaming article that talked about mm-hmm. that. Um. Yeah, they just they need to just maybe price drops hit. You know, look hindsight. Hindsight is is twenty twenty and all that, but I think putting the game on the Epic Game Store was a mistake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah I forgot and, about that. And lesser mistake was there was no physical. Those are the two big ones, right? No physical. I didn't. I legitimately didn't buy the game because there was no physical on PS5. I was ready, and they said because I, I played the first game. I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge Alan Wake fan, but I bought them. Um, and they're like, no physical. Only did, and I'm like, for a big AAA game, like what? <laughs> I was the like, no, nah, I'm good. Is, it's gonna go to Steam eventually, right? Usually, it's timed exclusive for Epic Game Store, so maybe it goes to Steam and gets a spike in sales. Uh, maybe. Know. Yeah, that is a mistake. I, I'm sure they got some money from Epic for that, but still, that that definitely hurt its its sales. Uh, OJ, where can everyone find you? Yeah, you can find me right here on YouTube Player Essence. Uh, I put up a new video today talking about Bandai Namco and their uh, their anime scam. Looks like it's up uh, with that, so they're going to be focusing more on quality. At least that's what they said, so check out that video. Um, got another video. I actually just finished up um, the uh, Splatoon uh, DLC, so I'll have a video review of that uh, coming up on the channel and then other uh, Final Fantasy RPG coverage and live streams. I will be live streaming tomorrow, so if you want to come check out like a little bonus stream we're doing tomorrow, uh, that'd be awesome too um, on Player Essence. So thanks for having me on, John. I appreciate that. And thanks for all the people that come over, man. I see a lot of people come over from the Spawncast, so I appreciate y'all. And then Dave says the PSVR 2 might be the best bang for your buck VR headset on the market as far as the tech goes. With a proper PC driver from Sony, it might find some reasonable success, especially when you compare it to the VR competition. I'll definitely buy one day one. Then the gaming trove says, just beat Final Fantasy VII Remake on PC and fully enjoy it. And now playing with the community mods, it gets crazy, adding in characters from Halo, Persona 4, and having Metal Gear Rising music with the final boss. Uh, I didn't even think of the mods they would have in that game. Well... Put it on the list, Josie. 
Yep. Okay. We're uh we're all done here. Thanks everyone for joining us. We'll be back next Saturday night, nine PM Eastern time. We got the Pokemon present stuff coming up, so that'll be interesting to see what they have. And then I'm sure some other stuff will happen uh during during the week. We have Grisan Bomb, who just dropped this in here. Loving Helldivers 2 so much that I bought it for my brother and friend to join me. Good stuff. Tell MVG to buy it. Thanks everyone for joining us. We'll see you guys next weekend.